0: Okay, now no, no quiet guys, now quiet, because I'll have to do the intros. Good afternoon everyone, how are you guys doing, what's going on? Welcome to the second episode of Merchants of Novigrad, a bi-weekly podcast where we discuss everything went. Today with me are my two trusty co-hosts, Baby Joseph, commonly known as BJ and Villa. And with Hello. this out of the way, Morning. please Morning. allow me to introduce our guest of the podcast, straight from the green market. <laughs> the League Master, the unstoppable cyclist and marathon runner. Wow. The one and only community manager at City Project Red, Pavo Buja. How are you guys doing?
1: Good evening. Wow. What an intro, man. What an intro. I I'm, I, I, I'm, I, 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 I had to be shocked. It. I, to I don't do know this. what to say. I don't know what to say.
0: <laughs>
2: we're doing great.
0: Um, and a few words to our viewers. Uh, guys, if you have any questions to Pavel or any of us, you can ask them in chat. My dear friend BJ has been charged with the task of picking up the more interesting ones, and we're going to try to answer them as we go. Also, if you want to stay in touch off stream, you can follow us on Twitter at Novigrad Podcast. Whatever. And if YouTube is a platform where, where you would rather watch podcasts, just tap exclamation mark YouTube and you will get redirected to our YouTube channel. And well. now it's time for the first segment. What have you been up to? Pavel, how is it going? How is life treating you? How are you feeling?
1: Uh, I'm pretty good. I mean, this uh, last week was us trying to recover from Challenger and from the announcement, Fire and Judgment. Uh, I'm also in my final preparations for my full Marathon, which is coming up next uh, Sunday. So I'm excited for that one. So kind of you know doing the last work, seeing if uh, you know if the legs are okay, if I'm if I'm ready to race, and also working on stuff work related. So more card reveals coming. Um, you know, getting ready for the expansion, which is going to be amazing. Uh, we're really excited for *Fire and Judgment* here in the studio, and yeah. Just, you know, living life, uh, trying to stay healthy because everybody's sick. I'm also kind of, I got a cold a little bit. So you can probably hear it that I'm talking a little bit differently than normally. Um,
0: yeah, that's that. Living life. Yeah, that's actually one thing that I wanted to ask because uh, we are trying to prep for each podcast. So I was following Reddit for a couple of days and I noticed a couple of posts where people were like, CDPR, please give Pavo a couple of day rest. He needs <laughs> it. Really? He is tired. That. I didn't see that. I would give it like to to someone like, see,
1: guys, I need a day off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I I took Thursday off uh, because yeah, the cold was getting me, and I needed a day off just to just to rest up and, and chill.
0: Yeah, and we are actually very very happy that you are here because as you said, it was a busy week, and still you made uh, some time available to be on the podcast. We really appre- really appreciate it, man.
1: Easy, it's the weekend. I'm happy to be here. I love podcasts, so I'm always down for a yeah. podcast. It's fun.
0: And speaking of the marathon, it's not your first one. I saw, no I saw, it's my
1: so, third one.
0: Third yeah. one and you did also a night one right uh like that a was st- a half it half was a marathon. half
1: marathon uh, yeah it was like two or three weeks ago um yeah it went super well i got my pb there so i think i'm also going for a personal best um next weekend if possible
0: that sounds amazing like yeah. uh, as, as i told you before the podcast you're really setting an example for the gwen community to get out there and, and you know exercise more and just take a short break from gwent every now and then and take care of uh, themselves and that's well, I something so. i really really should do myself as you guys can see that's something i really should do myself oh, and uh if maybe maybe we can ask our co-host as well guys what we have you up to i know i know the bj was in warsaw as well yeah
2: oh, uh... so how's your week man yeah, I caught a I caught a cold in uh, Warsaw, like everybody, <laughs> <laughs> like everybody else. I know Flake uh, also got a cold, a cold. Ability. But uh, yeah, it was great to hang out at uh, the viewer party uh, in Warsaw with all the other people in the Gwen community. Um, now, well, wh- when I came back, I started streaming again in the same day. When I came back, I had like two hours of sleep, and uh, yeah, but I wanted to talk with everyone, with the viewers and stuff. And uh, yeah, on Wednesday, I had uh, another podcast with uh, What's a Booty and Ash Explorers, which was a great thing to do. It and, was awesome. Uh, yeah, thanks. And now, yeah, now we are here.
0: And speaking of being back to Gwent after the Challenger, I think you have a leak for us later today. Is that true, BJ? Oh, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Ooh, Some more leaks incoming. Ooh. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> Villa, what have we been yeah. up to?
3: Nothing much, just playing some Gwent. Of course, enjoyed the <laughs> Challenger last weekend. Uh, yeah, overall just chilling, uh, enjoying enjoying Gwent actually quite a lot at the moment. So everything's good on my part.
0: Yeah, glad, glad to hear, man, glad to hear. For me personally, this week has been kind of crazy. Like, I haven't streamed much, but I was just so excited for everything that's coming. Of course, straight off the Challenger, like, I was so hyped to watch the tournament again. I, I love the tournaments and you know the production value that goes into it. It's really my thing. And then we already knew that Pavel is coming to our podcast, so like the whole week I was just. You know, trying to get some sleep because I was so excited. I was like, I, I can't fall asleep. Oh, Pavo is coming. Oh God, I can't fall asleep. <laughs> and then, and then a couple of days ago, I was talking to Mateusz from CDPR, and uh, they they gave me card review, and that was actually the card I was I asked for. So I was so hyped. Then I was like, Okay, oh, oh my God, Friday, I need to review a card and Saturday, Pavo, ah, panic, panic. What do I do? Nah,
1: it's fine. Come on, yeah, you're doing it, great.
0: It, yeah, you- it all went fine, and I'm just super excited for the opportunity because a couple of months ago, I almost gave up on Gwent. Ooh. yeah it was it was the post homecoming trauma i would say
1: mm-hmm. but
0: you know the game has changed so much that i i give it another yeah. go and it's just it's just so good to play right now
1: hopefully we're going in the right direction now i, th- I, I hope think you so. are
0: personally oh, yeah. i think you are uh guys moving on to the next segment which is the challenger the challenger number dun, five dun, dun, and as always we want to start with our lovely guest pavel I have a question, because uh, it's amazing to watch the Challenger in front of a PC, but how does it feel to be in the center of things?
1: It's crazy, a little bit stressful. Um, It takes, like, when we were thinking about it, it takes, like, two weeks just to prepare the studio itself. Um, So the guys, because we use uh, the Gwen Tavern itself for recording Twig, uh, whenever we have an eSports event, everything, all the cables, everything gets pretty much stripped down to the bare bone and put everything. And this is like uh, all the audio cables all the streaming stuff, all the videos, camera setups once again. And then uh, we see, then we have the guy uh, who does our lighting come in and he sets up the lighting. And for this one, we changed the lighting a little bit to give it a little bit of a different feel since we had Eric in there um so we could not have the dandelion happy alive tavern Mm -hmm. and it needs to be a little bit more gloomy uh so i went with that um second day some of you probably probably saw we had some um really cool like skulls of animals um that actually belong to kasha Deshuk. you might know her she's working now on cyberpunk and used to also do a lot of stuff as our, our director for gwent um so those were pretty cool and apart from that like when the day starts very early for us we get to the studio like around 11 a.m and then we start like preparing everything doing final rehears- rehearsals checking if the audio works if the video works if uh, we know our scripts if we know what to say uh it was really cool because i got to work with ash again and we were previously on the round of Gwen a long time ago um so it was really cool to to work once again and we were like going through the script and she was like oh should i hit all she was very like professional about it like should i hit all these cues and stuff like that and i'm always like oh just chill we'll just we'll figure it out on the go um you don't have to like, be like you know you can always say what like we will pass on this information in this kind of way but you don't have to like stick to the script 100 percent because i feel like Sticking to scripts is not—it's eh, not always fun, and it's not always—it will not always work because most of the time you just go with the flow and what you want to say you just say it. So that was fun, uh, and apart from that, like for me, I'm going to uh, be—I'm always the admin of the tournament, so I have to be there all the time, and I'm sitting with the production guys in the production room, we say. Um so I'm watching the matches live as they go, I have Twitch chat always open, kind of seeing what the reactions are to the stuff and also seeing if people are not complaining about anything or something not, not working, because uh, if like the volume is too loud or something is covering something, I can always react to that. And I'm then just, in, you know, uh, in charge of uh, starting the games, letting the players know and to sit down, telling them the bans and pretty much firing the whole thing up. So they actually start at the same time because it needs to be sequenced since we're on the specific build just for the tournament. So you have a build that is similar to the live build that you have of the game, but it's a LAN build that is offline and you have the spectator mode and in order for the spectator to connect you first need the blue player to connect and the red player to connect and then the spectators are also the casters themselves Mm -hmm. which needs to connect to that game and then you have the analyst as a spectator who also need to connect to the game and once everybody's connected you have a server which you define who which Mm -hmm. player is going first who's going second or and stuff like that so it determines the coin flip in this case yeah, so it's a complicated procedure, but it's cool. You just need to check all the
0: boxes and it happens. And then you can finally go. You can finally see the, the, mm-hmm. the players doing their thing. And that's, yes. actually th- and that's actually the next question, because for me, I, ca- I can feel the intensity and the focus of players just watching from my desk, basically. How does mm-hmm. it feel to be right among them? Too? How, how does it feel to watch the best players in the world play Gwent and making some unbelievable plays? like for me i i kind
1: of always sucks because i need to be in work mode and i need to be focusing on getting stuff done and i don't have enough time just to like relax talk to them uh, and chill because i pretty much come in i need to get some stuff done uh post some things do work on final like preparations and i don't have enough time just to sit down and like so how are you what's up it's like you don't have that time for it but it's really cool because uh when we have other events where they're not connected to um you know streaming an esports tournament you can actually like sit down and talk to them a little bit more uh like find out what they're up to like what's what's happening in life and it's also like really cool to get them get to know them on a personal level level is it's just something totally different um yeah but hardly ever happens to, to, because, yeah, if you're on an eSports event, you're pretty much doing work, 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 and you need to focus on, okay, is this is this working? Do we have this? Is this uh, the, the flow? Is this the run of the show? Should we change this, or maybe we should move this? And it's always, There's always something. Oh, I need to get ready. I need to get makeup. or oh, I need to do that. So it's like, woo, you just go crazy. <laughs> yeah,
0: speaking of the whole procedure, the suits, because you told us you have a stylist. Like, all of you have a stylist yes. on the tournament. The suits were so flamboyant. They were so amazing. Ooh they were glamorous. Yeah, I, I I I I felt that that's a premium event. For all yeah, the Twitch I mean, boys, that's mm-hmm. spot on.
1: For for Challenger, we always like we have the same stylist and she always goes crazy for a Challenger cuz it's more of let's say of a premium event. It's not the same thing as uh the standard. Opens where you can pretty much, you know, you could pr- probably come out with just like a shirt and, and, a, and a nice jacket But here it needs to be like, you know, has to be crazy um, It needs to be very colorful and you know kind of in your face and 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 the combinations of colors that she comes up with They always like work perfectly. So yeah, it's amazing
0: And as I told you I was really happy with your suit on day one I was I was the, ready the to Guardian. Do, yeah, feel. I was ready to fly the Imperial banner just scream hell character yeah. a guy confirmed this coyote thing that was just fluke
2: yeah no no
1: no i'm sticking to that <laughs> yeah. although like what we talked about before the podcast if you if you know your uh, witcher history you know that it kind of ties so yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah and and you said that uh you get to know the caster on a more personal level uh, the, the, mm-hmm. this was the first tournament in what six months i think
1: yeah it was a long how, time <laughs> how,
0: how did it feel to work with all the casters again some of them were returning casters some of them were uh, new casters uh green cricket great addition by the way how did it yeah. feel to work with the guys again
1: Ah, oh, it's always amazing like when everybody comes to the studio like um we hardly ever get to meet like when they because they come like on wednesday or thursday it's hard to meet like one day, two days earlier to actually like sit down and chill and talk because it's always like work, 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 and you just get get back home. And for me, it's work, but it's also training because I'm like training, running daily and doing gym sessions in between that and, and trying to, you know, get ready for the marathon thing. So, so I pretty much finish work. I go home, I get something to eat, and then I'm just like, I'm out. And I go to sleep, wake up in the morning, 5 a.m. and repeat the whole procedure. Um so you don't get much time, but on Friday we always have the draw show and before that we have like a rehearsal where we get our um we get our suits, um, we get our makeup. So that's you know, that's the time where we just kind of sit down. And we're like, oh my god, it's so good to see all of you back again. It's like, you know, the kids are kind of coming home in some way. Oh, so that, it's
0: good. That must feel great. And this is also the first time ever you actually invited content creators and just people who love Gwen to the actual party. Yes. And that I was that, actually... Mm? Uh, and I know that our, our friend BJ was there as well. Yeah. So he'll yep. probably have some input. But did you actually have time to talk to the people and just, you know, go with the crowd? Because I know that Jason was the man of the event. Like, a lot of people were just chasing Jason and, and trying to talk to him.
1: Yeah, Jason was chilling there the first day. He pretty much uh, sat down, opened a couple beers and chilled. Um, I wish I could have but i just came out uh, what i wanted to do is before we started to get to the studio i went earlier for makeup and getting dressed and um i went out on stage to thank everybody for coming um because the whole like community initiative uh was planned by alicia who you might know if you're really mm-hmm. into gwent like she's yeah, very done. active on uh discord she's a community yeah, manager at yeah. cdpr she's a big gwent uh lover so it's really cool to have her in the team and yeah she's like oh we should totally like do um you know have the community here at first i was like huh so there's gonna be like 60 people here in the studio that's gonna be crazy and then when it happened i was like wow it's incredible so many people came and then people came from like all over the world i was like wow really Yeah, that's
0: yeah, Matt really? props I mean, to Pumpkin because yeah, I know oh, that yeah. we, if, if you are in Europe, you know, we have budget airlines, you can fly on the cheap, but yeah. flying from North America just to hang out with fellow Gwen content creators, that's, that's just mad. it was great to
1: meet him it was great to meet him but i also wish i had more time just to sit down and talk with him a little bit more about like when overall about stuff and i mean we talk on discord but it's not the same as you get to see the person like i just remember they um um at our events manager like brought him uh a day earlier and he brought him to the studio and we were doing rehearsals, and I just saw him, and I just remember I just like hugged him, like oh my god! And I went to all the casters, look, it's my brother,
2: <laughs> from another mother. It's like it's incredible, and yeah, I was excited to see him. Yeah, yeah, and he played the uh, the showcase match yes. the, on the iOS, it was very really
0: cool. Yeah,
2: yeah, but he 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 was my number one choice for that one. Yeah.
0: But is that actually something you want to do in the future? Again, yeah, the crowd, I, the, the yeah. event that is tied to the tournament.
1: I mean, esports events should have a crowd. And it's very easy for us because we're located in Poland and we have a very, very big, like, Polish Witcher, Gwent slash CDPR, Um, you know, people that love the company, love the Witcher lore, love the whole thing. And it's very easy to actually get them to the studio. So, like, we're never afraid that we might not have a big crowd because we know a lot of people will come and they will sign up. And there were like a lot more people signing up and, but we could only like fit fit up to 60, which we thought 50 in the beginning. We were like, oh, 10 more. We could probably like squeeze it in, uh, in our social area um so yeah it happened and it was it was amazing i wasn't i wasn't very sure about it at the beginning but once it happened i was like wow this is this is really cool so yeah so before the before the whole uh event started i just went out on stage and just thanked everybody um for coming uh, like thank them for the support because like you guys know and everybody knows like the last um year wasn't easy for gwen overall and we're kind of trying to get back up after everything that happened with homecoming so it's really really overwhelming to see the amount of support and the amount of people coming and just cheering and clapping and it was it was overwhelming and it was very very nice so kudos to them and kudos to you for coming it was amazing yeah. and also to everybody watching at home it was crazy yeah yeah, was, yeah i can, I can imagine just, just
0: so many people made the decision on the spot it it, it wasn't even a thing oh, do i have the money am, am, I, am, I, am I gonna go like is is there still room? It was just whether I get invited or not I'm coming. Like, yeah. A lot of people did exactly that and I I know that BJ is one of them. So BJ how yeah. how did how did it feel for you to be part of an event like that?
2: I mean it was truly amazing like you're watching with all the people from the Gwen community, uh, you're you're talking with each other you're eating pizzas, Alicia, you're at like like a lot of pizzas uh, 70 like of tri- 70, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, 35 like 30 per people. day. <laughs> it was amazing and, and you had to uh you, you, you could win prizes by um uh, predicting the correct scores of the matches and it was a lot of fun um just in general the the atmosphere was really great to be there um yeah i had a lot of fun watching and that's uh, in particular they did amazing uh, uh yeah time to host uh, the, the event thank
0: you yeah and I, I think the next question is gonna be for both of you eight and a half hours Eight and a half hours in the studio, watching like a beast. How did it feel, guys? Eight and a half hours—that was a pretty long session. Did you did you anticipate that it's gonna take really that long, or was it more like, okay, it just it just happened that way?
1: Huh. So you want to go first, or should I go first? You, you <laughs> can go first. Uh, we we're like kind of always there, sitting and kind of like, mm, we'll see. Either it will be super super long or it's going to be a quick one. And if it's like three zeros, we're like, yeah, we're going to go home early. But if it's something that keeps on going, we're just like, yeah, it's okay. But this one was like the longest one. And it's longer because um, challengers always have the analysts, which kind of had a little bit more time to the whole stream. And um, yeah, and I think, you know, we're also like the guys in the production room, they were kind of like, Okay, the guys are talking about the decks. It's been lasting for some time. Let's get into the game. So we would pretty much put the screen, the versus screen earlier. So they're like, "Oh, we have to talk about bands now." So it's like, "See, ya, guys, you got to move on." Um, so we, so we can move um, a little bit more, more quicker with the whole thing. But it was fun. I mean, come on, it, all this stuff and like watching those plays and like when we're talking with the casters, like every esports event that we have is just you know it just gets better in terms of the gameplay and everybody like banned francesca which is good um so i mean it was apart well, of, of course francesca was i think not banned twice but apart from that it's just like the gameplay and how they played the games and, and all that stuff was just top notch which is always crazy and good to watch
2: yeah, for me, I did not mind uh, that it was like eight and a half hours because because it was eight and a half hours. I was able to spend eight and a half hours with the other grand community and watching the games. Like, yeah, it was the longest uh, uh, in history, but I, I think it was truly, truly amazing. And I mean, it, I can imagine it was like really tiresome for like the cast they have to talk uh, for eight. And oh, half yeah. hours. But, uh, yeah, yeah, but us, they were good yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, like, um, Jaggerus was like, they're like, oh, we have more Gwent to play. And, and she was excited <laughs> about it. But getting off the, like, caster desk, she was like, oh, I'm so tired. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> speaking yeah, because
0: you're tired. Yeah, speaking, speaking of being tired, we actually have a question that I was originally asked by a good friend of us, Dr. Dennis, who actually helps uh, make this podcast. And the question is, what's more exhausting, running a marathon or doing eight and a half hours of the Gwen Challenger? uh i would say eight eight hours
1: of the challenger because marathon if you run it in three hours you're you're done after that three hours the last couple kilometers you're you're dying but you just want to get to the finish line and when you have eight hours of sitting moving and you're kind of exhausted because you woke up early and you were doing also other stuff and preparation and stress and all that stuff it kind of gets in you and then it vents out and you're also eating a lot and on these like events i eat I pretty much break all my diets. So I just eat everything. And there's candy and sweets Ooh. that they bring us. And I eat all that stuff. It's just like, oh, my, 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 my. <laughs> so you get a sugar rush, then you get a sugar low. And it's like, eh, it's a mix of everything. Oh, so those are difficult to do. And everybody thought, like, after the first day that I was drunk when I was running around with the Switch. Oh, and yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. tired. And when I'm super tired, I'm just
2: like, hi. So, yeah. So what were you we playing on the Switch?
1: Um, it was it was actually you know it wasn't Witcher three on Switch, although I wish it was Witcher three on Switch, but it didn't come out. It was a YouTube video of no. Witcher three on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> so I was
0: just like, hello. So it's like ah, looks looks perfect. I mean, yeah, top notch marketing. Yeah, it was it was something funny
1: that we came up with. Because um, uh, our production guy, uh, Mihao, he was like, well, I talked to one of our uh, communications directors. They were like, oh, you know, it would be cool just to like mention somewhere in the stream, you know, that Witcher 3 is coming out on Switch on the October 15th and stuff like that. And he's, but like he said, like oh, but you know, don't do it in like important parts of the of the of the tournament. Like, try to keep it low key, and like because we, we don't really want to like use the tournament as a big marketing thing. I mean, we already have iOS there, and we have our judgment. So those are things that we should be pushing. And then I came in, and I, and then I was we were talking about. It, it was like, oh, we should probably give this a bigger spin, but let's not tell the casters, and so let's not tell us let's Just do it like like you know yellow. <laughs> so because you know after sitting so many hours you're kind of like everything's working everything's transitioning well the games are starting we didn't have any technical difficulties apart from like one match that didn't want to start and we had to restart the clients and uh re-queue everybody and it worked so uh, so yeah i just pretty much was like okay so maybe we should do it now he's like no no, no let's wait when Ash is doing an interview and then you'll jump in with the switch and be like pretending to play and stuff like that. So, yeah, I was I, I really went into that one and had fun with it. So, yeah, yeah more because I wasn't like she was doing all the heavy lifting when it comes to hosting. So I was like, I might as well just have fun. So
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's actually one thing that we had in mind before before the podcast. I was like, guys, do you have Switch? Because if somebody had Switch, we could just interrupt you every now and then and, and, and saying, Pavel, which are three on Switch? Amazing, right? Have you seen? Have you seen? Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Which three on Switch? Where's my Switch? My Switch is actually back there. I might get it in a second. <laughs> um, there's actually that's one hot. more question regarding the super long session of the Challenger, because you are a committed cyclist, mm-hmm. and I asked you that before the podcast. Did you cycle home after? The no, I did not. Years?
1: I did not. It's it's very, very cold now in Warsaw. So uh, for, for the, the, the whole week there, it was just the weather was up and down, and I was cycling to work. And um, I was kind of feeling under the weather already, so I didn't want to get sick. So I totally said, like, no, no biking. And uh, Mateusz, who works with me, who works with most of the content creators, uh, he lives on... like. I'm on his way, so he would just pick me up in the morning and we would go together. So it was it was very convenient. So I need, didn't need to take any taxis or anything. So I left the bike at home um so it could sit peacefully in the in the warmth of the house. <laughs>
0: um you were talking about a lot about the production how about the whole process. And there's one thing that people noticed, and we know it's it's somewhat a touchy issue, because nobody yeah. the challenger would be held at a special location, and this time it was a studio And it feels bad to ask, but we have to ask because the community requires us to ask things like that. How did you guys make the call? What prompted it? Why is the studio and not a special location like always? Um, We had
1: a lot of plans when it comes to this uh, Challenger. We've been planning it for a lot of months. Um, The first idea was to go to Romania to get a proper monster Dracula castle type feel. Um, second option was to actually, um, get a remnant of a fort here in Warsaw, um, where we organize some events like internal events for the company. So it had also a very, very nice feel and kind of medieval look to it. And it would, if we, there was idea to do it because we were thinking about this around the time where syndicate was going to launch and we're like, Oh, it would be really cool to tie it to, like, the arena and people fighting in the arena and kind of have the Syndicate vibe to it, get cosplayers in there. But the more we were kind of thinking about it and trying to make this work, we need to also take into consideration that there is a budget that we need to kind of allocate to these things. And in this case, we could not go, like, fully crazy because, A, we haven't finished Season 1 and there is other things we still need to do. And we need to start season two because as you guys said, like it was the first event since like six months, which is a lot of downtime for competitive stuff. And like, we know that some organizations and some pro players, like they need something to be going on because they treat esports as, you know, something that puts, you know, bread on their table pretty much. Um, So, you know, we were like, oh, we probably gonna have to scale down. I mean, Um, we're doing all these expansions every two months and we're trying to kind of keep everything going and keeping everything afloat, but it's not always, it's like not always perfect. Like we need to think about how much money we're actually making and how much we can allocate to, to the event itself. Plus we need to remember that the price pool is pretty significant. So it's a mix of all these things where we were like, okay, we're going to have to scale down. And we're gonna probably gonna have to use the Gwent Studio because a we can do the production in that studio ourselves. We don't need to. We don't need ESL or any other company to help us with that. Um, and then we could, you know, it's it's a lot cheaper just to do it there, and it's a lot easier to do it. Um, so yeah, we we just decided. Okay, it's time to 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 scale down a bit and mm-hmm. see if we scale down now. Maybe in the future we can do other things and, and you know kind of keep the ball rolling moving yeah. forward.
0: I mean, still, so despite all these problems that you just mentioned, the production value was there. Tournament's highly, highly enjoyable from the production perspective. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I like the eridan. I, I, I like oh. the <laughs> caster, oh. choices for the tournament, props to our own guy, Flake, who is a fellow, yeah. a fellow team member. And obviously, I think the community was absolutely excited to see Ash back. Yeah, the that addition was a good of call. Green Cricket, just top-notch, top-notch analyst. But you were talking about the future about the future of tournaments. and I you can't see it on his face, but I know that villa is very, very eager to ask you a question about that
3: oh yeah, uh so I wanna ask um about season two, of course, this is a hot topic everyone's wondering about, so i'm I'm gonna just put it out there. Is there any details you can give us regarding master season two? I wish um, I could, but but not
1: yet um oh. like we have a we have a rough plan. Uh, since i don't know like a month or two where uh we want to switch it up a little bit in terms of having more online focused um stuff so there's kind of more tournaments but they are pretty much happening um online and they have smaller prize pools in between to kind of keep everything more going instead of having like a break in between a couple months and having bigger events with bigger prize pools, but also have these bigger events with bigger prize pools, but kind of have these smaller events in between uh, with a bigger online focus uh, there. And then kind of, we're also kind of thinking about, um, I don't know what you guys think about the idea, uh, to have the possibility of actually uh, starting um, season two and then waiting with doing world masters because it's also something that is not off the table because we want to because since we're we were offline let's say for such a long time it would be really cool just to start with season two and then do season two and actually start uh, and then do world masters kind of in between season two already happening so this is also a possibility but like i said this is still something that is uh, being discussed, that is still in the works and needs to be run by higher-ups, so we'll see. Uh,
0: we, we asked because quite a few members of the community were thinking there's not gonna be a Season 2. So There has to in, be. So So that is already yeah. a leak, so guys, guys, if you were worried, if you are a competitive player, if you were worried that there's not gonna be a Season 2, you just heard the man himself. Season 2 is coming in a slightly different format, probably. There's still a lot of things in the work, but it is coming
1: i mean and- it has to happen i mean we have we have a really awesome esports scene we started out like very very high with a bang and i think also to be quite frank it was kind of a mistake to go all crazy like first one we did in a big studio the game was like early beta esports let's do it esports ready and then then it's like oh how can we top ourselves well, let's rent a castle and then oh we did a castle well now let's yeah, go underground gosh. and get a salt mine so what now let's 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 make a whole scale Get village because why not um and then it was kind of like boom 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 it's like uh guys we're kind of like going too crazy with this stuff maybe we should scale down a bit and kind of like keep things you know kind of level because we're doing it a, a little bit too crazy and if you look at the scene right now and the market card games are not really the hottest thing right now so it's like you can see the whole industry is kind of like eh, nothing nothing too super exciting apart from maybe mtg like doing big moves and stuff like that like even comparing like Hearthstone, I don't think they're they're, they're as amazing as they used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also like for us, like we we had our time where we were like top, top, top. And I was kind of like, eh, eh, eh. you know, yeah. it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult market to kind of move around in. Everybody's now playing these chess games or whatever. I don't know what kids see in that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but
2: I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but we kind of count. went, we went crazy. There was also a question from uh fast 23 and he he's asking if uh gwen needs more marketing advertisement or exposure uh or if the company thinks it's fine that the way it is right now
1: no, we want to we want to do more we want to do a lot more when it comes to like marketing but in order to do marketing we still feel like some things need to be done to the game when it's in a stable state because when you're pushing and doing marketing and trying to acquire new users you need to have a really good Mm -hmm. um pretty much you know entry point into the game and i feel like this is something that still needs work and i know this is something that jason and the team is working very heavily on so redoing the tutorial redoing the whole onboarding process so it's fun to get into the game it's very easy to get into the game and it kind of grasps you and wants you to go on and play more and this is the most important thing right now and this is this is the the focus and so when we do iOS launch, I think this is where the big marketing push will happen.
2: Exactly. And I think uh, social media can definitely be like a big role. Uh, yeah. I mean,
1: social media, ads, all that stuff, I mean, all of these things are very, very important. So we really want to be pushing and getting new players on board because that will raise the popularity of the game. We already have like a solid community that can help introduce these players to the game, which is awesome. Like I've been seeing uh, every time we do like a Challenger or any type of eSports event. Um, there's more new players coming to Reddit and kind of asking um, questions about it and trying to get to know. Like how? What is this game? I came from MTG. I came from Hearthstone. I came from this. Like, uh, what's the economy in the game? is like, am I able to get a full collection? And all these kind of questions. And the community is like very welcoming and answering these questions and, and kind of like letting these people in, which is really nice. So I think we're we're good at that front. What we need to do is trying to work on the game itself and then trying to get more people into the game itself.
0: Um speaking about the um the marketing part but also about the fact that you consider doing a lot of smaller online tournaments there's one thing that could help and I think it was brought up by uh, Woody who you already know from his own podcast mm-hmm. and Villa and that's the spectator spectator yeah. Yep. yeah you 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 know that question was coming
1: yeah it's it's an important feature on our list but in order to do it it needs to, we need to allocate a lot of dev time to get that stuff uh, working and like we pretty much have all our forces and everything fully focused on getting thing done for um for the ios launch so working on animations to speed them up working on polishing the game of some things that are not you know fully polished um working on iron judgment right now and uh, one thing that i know that will happen for sure and that we still need to kind of openly communicate is that probably we won't have all the premiums coming at once to the game, which is a big thing because we're trying to kind Ooh, of catch yeah. up and get those things going. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be done. And the biggest thing, like I said, is working currently on getting the the, the tutorial, the all that stuff kind of revamped, redone. Uh, so we can have new players kind of surge into the game and have a really good experience. So those are like the number one things. And once we get these done, we can start thinking about you know uh, introducing new features. And spectator, in some ways, a new feature. But like I like you said, it's a it's a thing that we should have for a long time. And I hope that it's like the next step after we get everything done here with um, with the launch for iOS.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you made some really valid points because as a streamer, I often have. Uh, newcomers, especially after the challenger, who just come to my stream and say, hey, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm new to this game. Um I've heard about the iOS announcement and how, how do you play it? There there is like no real tutorial. Like what are the the currencies in game? Yeah. So so you made some really valid points that you know new that that the new player experience should definitely be worked on.
1: Yeah, that's one thing. And I think we also kind of put a very fast clock on us uh with when it comes to doing every three months going out crazy with an with an expansion and uh so right off the bat we went crazy with uh, crimson curse which was like super super content heavy and then if you look at novigrad it's a little bit less uh cards but it's a new faction being introduced to the game which is crazy and now we have another mix of new cards coming in to, to different factions for Iron Judgment. Plus, we also have Red of it making a comeback. So, um, it's a mix of a lot of things happening. And in between that, we still need to remember that we are working on really cool stuff, um, that we're working on new features, that we're working, we're already working on the next expansion that is coming. So, I mean, it's a lot of stuff to kind of be juggling at the same time and we need to be smart on how we allocate each time and how we what we do first what we do second and what we do third and kind of keep it going but yeah the most important thing is to kind of uh remember about ios and remember about us moving to mobile devices because i mean it's the key here and uh that is something that will help the game you know pretty much thrive and and get more players in and kind of keep the ball rolling yeah
0: um, we'll have a segment about both the expansions and the mobile. Mm-hmm. but to lighten the mood up a little bit because th- these topics are very, very grim and very detailed, and there's a lot of procedures and, and how everything is being developed. Um, the to- back to the tournament. Like, there- there's a question I want to ask every single one of you, because we've seen some unconventional stuff being played. And the question I want to ask is, the favorite play of the tournament? Oh,
2: I know that. Hmm. So... When uh, Freddie played the, those spotters and he created those, oh, yeah. and they all got the keyboard. It was like the audience went crazy when that happened, man. Yeah, and I think that was, was play was of the game. That of- <laughs> <laughs> was definitely that was like game breaking. Like, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That, that's also my favorite play, the spotter edition. Oh, and when he created the spotter, I I, would, I just went nuts.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Villa, because you were watching that tournament with, with me and browser. Yeah. Your favorite play?
3: Uh, I think my favorite play again comes pretty, but it was the Arachos Queen. I think he went double portal with Angulum, front one. Ooh, yeah. It, and that was really spicy. He played it with Whispering Hillock. I remember that. So that was pretty cool.
0: And now to the man himself. Because you were watching that from a few meters away. So it's much, yeah. much different than watching that on your own PC. Your favorite play, Babo? Hmm
1: it's a tough one because i i love the spotters one and that for me will be the number one in the game itself uh i was really happy about all the scoyote plays that we were able to see although francesco is being banned all over the place um and i thought like Uh. you know it's a very very consistent deck it was really good to see it in action but kind of see that you know it's kind of easy to uh to counter play still so it was a mix of everything i don't think i have like a number one Play that I would name out of this, apart of, of course from the Freddy Spotted thing, which was every yeah everybody like we in the studio went crazy, and everybody also in the studio like watching the the, the live stream also went crazy. So it was it was a cool one. Um
0: The next question that kind of touches on the point that you already made that you are working already on the next expansion because mm-hmm. whenever we have a tournament, uh, it's it's usually a couple of weeks before a patch or an expansion. Um, there is always some unusual stuff. There's so always some uh various text that we haven't seen before. There is uh so, sometimes players highlight uh a, a leader that wasn't being played very often. Do you mm-hmm. guys factor this in when you are already working on an expansion, or is it more like yeah, we have just our own thing, which is just gonna go with the plan, or is it more like oh my god, Tybalt broke the game again?
1: Um, hmm. We kind of, like, we take it into account, like, all the guys who work on design, they watch uh, the tournament scene and they take these things into account. But we also need to remember that with this expansion, when we'll be introducing it, we also will be doing some tweaks to cards that already exist um, in the game. So we will kind of see how the meta will shape. Like, um, of course, some of you saw because some of the abilities kind of um, leaked a little bit in some way due to our observer. Yeah. Uh, Because... Uh, Getting into that one for a second, it was an interesting one because, like I said, we have a special offline build um, just for the tournament. And we needed to make a different version of Spectator that would work on a build that is not online and works in a totally different way. And it was like a whole mix of things and yeah the data set there was was from the ptr that we were holding at the same time so it was it was interesting because it was a mix of things and people saw like the the changes to aricus queen and uh thankfully not many other stuff but yeah you could you could see that stuff happening so um Yeah, but of course, yeah, our design team totally, like you can see Yureshik, he's he's in chat, like he said hi to everybody right now. Um, He watches closely, also the same thing, they watch closely, they watch uh, like whatever is happening, they watch streams and they kind of look for things which are cool, which are broken, which need buffs, so yeah, they're very aware of what's happening. And the same goes for like PTR, they talk to the players themselves, I'm just uh, the guy that kind of sets up you know, stuff for them so they actually have a platform to talk on, and that's, that's how it goes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Because we touched on the subject of the expansion,
1: guys, mm-hmm.
0: and that's, that's a question to everyone. On a scale from 1 to 10, how hyped are you?
2: Um,
3: 10, yeah, yeah, ten sure. easy. Yeah, of yeah easy ten, easy. Like you and Jason, like... you
0: said we are doing some crazy things for the expansion, and initially I was like, nah, they're just doing the marketing. But then I saw the cards. Yeah, it's a ten, and guys. If you are in chat, if you don't know um, what the expansion is, it's called Iron Judgment, not Iron Justice. Flake, I know you're watching.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's Iron
0: Judgment, and we actually uh, have the trailer for you. Uh, I know that most of you have already watched it. Uh, during the but tournament. that was
1: McBeard. That wasn't Flake. McBeard always Iron Justice. It, no, was was... I
0: think
1: it was I think it, I think it was McBeard. Oh, really?
2: really? I think I it, think
1: was, it like... was McBeard who said it wrong. And then Flake was cur- trying to pick it up.
2: Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah! What a fail, guys! Viewers are
0: gone. We failed. We failed. But yeah, hey, guys, we actually have the trailer for you. I know that most of people watched it or e- either during the tournament or shortly afterwards. But if uh, due to whatever unknown reason you haven't watched the trailer yet, we have it right here for you. So let's get it going.
3: I love this one. In the game of kings, one must remain vigilant. Lest lesser men take advantage.
0: My advisors speak of strategy like chess. Yet beasts need no such thing to dominate. We must invest in our arms and capabilities or see our strategy fail
3: unfairly. Our foes will not hesitate to bear their full strength. And neither should we!
0: Bow before your rightful king.
2: Oh. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone that's, is that's waiting just for it. That is so good. Like the,
0: yeah. the 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 try. I mean, this is something from that transfers from all your games, not only Gwent but also the Witcher games, yeah. and and Cyberpunk. Like I think, I think the first time I really fell in love with the Witcher trailers was like The Witcher One, when when oh, yeah. were chasing the striga, I was like, oh. Wow, I love that, that one. one. I love oh, that yeah. one. And then when when The Witcher Two came out and you had. King kingslayer just just killing them event i was like oh this is this is pog this is just so amazing so amazing trailer and yeah guys we are we are so stoked for the expansion yeah i love those trailers
1: and and even seeing it for like the thousand time and seeing it in final form and remembering how it used to look before like when you have the mock-ups of everything kind of uh we're read of it being like a drawn picture and stuff like that it's really cool once it all gets animated and working and it's a lot of work and on this trailer it was i think the most ambitious one that we did for the expansion like recently because it, it took work. Like, we were getting help from um, our video editors. we were getting help from people working on the game itself. So working on all the animations in the game and on the art team and everybody. So they were all kind of coming in and adding new stuff. So yeah, it was a long, long process. But looking at the like, finished product, it's just amazing. Yeah.
0: And speaking about the expansion and, and, and your work, actually, because you said you guys have things lined up like way in advance we have to uh yeah uh how does it feel for you to know all that amazing stuff that's coming to the game and not being able to talk about it
1: it's it's hard because you just want to leak everything to the people and show them especially when you see that like community sentiment overall is not very high or we're having a meta which isn't like really good or it's a little bit kind of stale in the air and it's like hmm, you want to go like crazy and show show amazing things and i already see like the art that is coming with the next expansion and i'm just like oh my god if people saw this they would freak the wow. hell out this and it's like grow- and, and you can't and you can't you're just like oh i can't do it yet because it'll ruin the whole surprise yeah. and you know you uh, can't show it yet but then you see it because like we have like um like internal servers where we have the whole art dispository where we see what people are working on and they kind of upload stuff there so I kind of like coming in to work in the morning getting a coffee opening that up and, and you see everything you see everything from cyberpunk to uh, to Gwent and all the arts and all the new UI changes whatever it is and you see all of that like dumped into one place and your head is like oh my god this is so cool this is so cool I want to see oh what's this it's like Ooh. it's just too much stuff at once so uh, it's fun. It's fun.
0: Yeah, and speaking of the joy of licking stuff, I think I think we actually have something for our we viewers do. today
1: dum- There it is The Mora Queen you saw it in the trailer too. You saw the trailer
0: What can you tell yep. us about the card?
1: So uh, this beautiful lady has Thrive, and whenever Thrive of this unit is triggered, it boosts all allied Insectoids on this row by one, which is cray-cray. But yeah, I love this card. Monster is getting some cool stuff going.
0: The the Insectoid theme is is coming together.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think they need something like this. They need this legendary unit. It's hyper but I feel like it's going to shake up stuff. stuff, And uh, Thrive always needs to be something that is in the game and already saw some examples with with monsters kind of going this way so i think it's going to be good like we have the the larva of the indraga which also has drive and then mm-hmm. spawn a base copy of this unit and summon it to its row on deploy so you know insectoids are kind of getting things going so yeah. and we have the indraga warrior the kikimora worker and the draga egg also coming with this um uh-uh. um pretty much uh expansion so there's a lot of kind of themes around this so i think people will be happy overall uh with the addition of more insectoid units
2: yeah exactly because the insectoids, they were kind of in the welding uh mm-hmm. in 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 monster decks before um so so yeah someone was also asking like is monsters getting a, a big uh, rework or like a buff but yeah, yeah. i think that's the answer
1: yeah. Now, like, since we're moving to the 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 thing that we will be pretty much uh, separating leader models from their abilities, um, so you can pretty much have a cool Aridin that is an insectoid leader, which is gonna be funny <laughs> at the same time, but it's also gonna be cool.
2: Yeah, is that that's gonna happen with the with the with the upcoming path? Yes, right? that's we're the fine. plan. Yes. Cool.
0: Speaking of leaks, uh, rather than because it's uh, we have to ask. It's been asked so Radovid. many times on Reddit. Is it only a skin, or is is there gonna be an ability linked to him?
1: Um, it's gonna be. If I remember correctly, it's gonna be a mix of both. So it's gonna be skin plus ability. Um. So yeah, yeah, I think so. If I might be wrong, then sorry, but I think I'm not wrong. But there's Rishik in chat, so he can clarify that. <laughs> Rishik, are you there? Help the poor man out. <laughs> yep. Or he's not here. It's only a skin. Confirmed, oh see? There we go.
0: Uh, my bad. No, yeah. Maybe, maybe in the future, because that's one thing that you already guys confirmed, that the move to unbind the leaders, the, the, the abilities from, from skins mm-hmm. is going to allow you to just drop more abilities without adding more skins to the game.
1: Yeah, true. Because if you think about it, if you have to do, if you need to design ability um, and also get uh, the model for the, the leader, it takes a lot of time. Like the whole process to getting the model like functional, working, and get it moving and all that stuff takes a lot of time. So um, it'll be a lot easier just to add abilities later on and then attach them to, um, to, to skins to pretty much make everything working well.
0: And, and and one thing that we really want to ask is, uh, how do you decide which archetypes or which mechanics are being expanded in an expansion? Because uh, well, the assimilate exp- is getting some cards for now. Uh, the mm-hmm. expansion, and we're just wondering: is it being decided like way before, or do you first get the art and then think about what is being played, what is being not played, and if there is a need to expand an archetype or a mechanic that's already in the game?
1: it's a it's a mix of a little bit of everything like the guys have some initial ideas of what they want to do um and before that they kind of think about how they want to execute the whole idea for the expansion and which archetypes they want to boost and we also have jason coming in in between and kind of going like oh i think it would be cool to do this and this and that and they kind of talk about it amongst the designer plus designers plus jason and they kind of to find balance like what would work the best and which archetypes need a little bit more love and then they start implementing things and see how it works and um yeah based on then testing a lot of play testing of course and then ptrs we're able to kind of determine if this is the right direction to go or if we should be going a totally different direction for example
0: yeah and speaking of the cards that we already know because the review campaign campaign is on reddits mm-hmm. and the community in general is up in arms when it comes to several concepts. Mm -hmm. And The first question will be, how do you guys feel about armor, shield, and immunity being in the game at the same time? Uh,
1: I think that people should actually play it and see for themselves that it's not that bad as they think. So um, once the expansion, expansion hits, you'll be pretty much able to check it out and kind of see that it's not really that bad. And it's something that you will be able to play around. But hopefully we won't get the you know the broken syndicate vibe that we had <laughs> uh, with all the with, the with the infinite number of coins and the infinite number of triggers and everything. So um, that was also fun to play when it was broken, but uh, maybe a little bit too fun and crazy. So I think it will be okay. I think it will be okay. I have very good and big faith in the design team that they know what they're doing. So it'll be killer. Um, yeah,
0: and- one mechanic that I think um, everyone is. Kind of concerned about is the defender. 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 defender, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm looking for a card about. that
0: has the defender tag. Doesn't that's does troll a lot defender tag? Look for the one uh, you want. That, uh, yeah, but I, that. yeah, I don't think it's on the list yet. Let's let's quickly refresh the card reveals if we already have it in there. I don't think it's on the list, uh, might
1: not be yet on the list.
0: Yeah, so the defender, how do you guys feel about that? Ah,
1: for me it's okay, you guys say what you think.
0: Yeah, PJ, <laughs> I mean, lot... yeah, go mm-hmm. on, man.
2: There are a lot of ways to counter it, like you can move it to the other round. What, what, are, what are they gonna do, uh, you can purify uh, the defender's state. So, I think there are easy ways to counter it, but if you don't have those uh, cards in your deck, then you, it might be problematic.
0: Yeah. Villa, because are... you've been just sitting here, Looking at how smooth Pavo is, I know, I know it's, it's a very mesmerizing view, but we need to hear your opinion, man.
3: Yeah, I think Defender is actually a very nice addition to the game. I feel like it's going to add an extra layer to deck building for sure, because now you have to consider uh, Defenders and playing against them, what your strategy is against them. So overall, I'm happy and yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how people actually then decide to build the decks around them. Yeah. Personally, I
0: think that Defender is basically the new Venendal Elite or Universe Invocation, where the community says, oh my god, it's broken. It's it's so hard to remove. Everyone's going to play it. And then when the patch drops, some people will play it, but not everyone. And it's not going to be a big issue.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And uh, one one question that uh, we got yesterday, I think, from uh, one of our friends is... Uh, live in armor, does it get banished? Does it get banished when you kill it? Like when you, when you uh, lower its armor to zero, does it get banished?
1: As far as I know, no. But once again, gameplay question. More, more for the gameplay guys in this yeah. case. Yeah, because yeah.
0: Um, especially monster players are, are looking forward to this card because it's just another big body that you can eat with, with a ghoul or with Osro. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and what you also can do, you can play Karen Zero on it and then it uh oh yeah exactly yeah it's not a it's not a one it's a 10 because the, the base power goes to the armor
0: oh yeah that's a very good point
2: it's a crazy card itself by the way like um i like the design
1: on these type of cards yeah.
0: it's very interesting but yeah, as, as we already said there is a couple of things that need to be clarified
2: mm-hmm.
0: another card that's oh so many uh-huh. people are so wor- ex- excited and worried at the same time oh. I can already see it's it. It's the best boy.
2: The
1: best boy. <laughs>
0: the best boy. Do you really have to factor in three points every single time you want to pass?
1: I need to think about it. I mean, I mean, it's cool because, you know, he pretty much uh, does whatever he wants. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, guys, so it, i so mean
1: it. i mean someone will figure it out the way he works like he's 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 programmed in a certain way and i think like you know we just won't take a lot of time we'll have Shinmiri open an excel table and pretty much crunch the numbers and tell you the probability of him appearing on which round will pretty much tell you everything so
0: okay so there's uh, community, a way- community
1: community will take it apart easily
0: okay. <laughs> because yeah we we saw some clips uh from our friend Oshimat and he said oh this is gonna be problematic this is really gonna be problematic but as you said there is a way to actually calculate the probability and play around it
1: of course i mean everything in a card game everything should be in a way where you can anticipate something happening it can't be it can't be too you know randomized or we'll go back to midwinter once again and we don't want to go there <laughs>
0: <laughs> actually there, there's still quite a lot of create but i think it's good it's a good spot like people are yeah, not random, healthy but, create yeah healthy yeah. create i think that some people are still kind of Upset about bribery, though. Like, do you guys no, think the cards like that should I mean, actually be in the game, or can should really... it be reworked, or is it fine?
2: No, it's fine. It can really screw you over in some situations. Yeah, so, exactly.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I it's, think it's, ha- really it's a high roll.
0: On, uh, yeah, I think it's really based on subjective experience. Like, if you lose a game because somebody high rolled something, you're absolutely yeah. gonna be upset upset about it. But yeah, if if you are playing bribery yourself and you just got a lot, uh, like really turbo three choices. You're you gonna quickly realize it's not really a, a problematic card.
1: No, yeah, and... so pretty much yeah you pretty much get something good or you're just you're just screwed and it's like man.
0: <laughs> yeah, and since we are already revealing card for the expansion, um, uh, the partners program because the community handles the reveals for the most part, mm-hmm. and there has been some drama or or. Uh, questions about the, how the partners program works. Do you guys mm-hmm. want to um, expand it in the future or maybe review it in the future? Because maybe you think for there's sure partners to, or...
1: or... For sure we want to review it because it's it's grown a lot and the list is getting bigger and bigger and there's more people coming in and it's kind of, you know, going crazy, crazy. Um, so we, we probably still need to look into ambassadors overall and we still need to look into partners and kind of think about how we want to proceed in moving forward. Uh, because you pretty much started with uh, something that uh, we had an initial idea for to kind of have some way to legitimize uh, content creators and people who are streaming Gwent or doing Gwent-related stuff to kind of say like, hey, we've seen your hard work. It's awesome that you're doing this. We will give back to you doing other, you know, adding some additional things. Uh, for partners, like, you know, being able to take part in PTR, being part, you know, getting uh, the badge. I'm already working with the dev team to getting more kind of additional cool things uh, just for partners. Um, so kind of like growing this uh, this community. Uh, but I think we will get to a point where it's just going to be like, just going to be overwhelming or we will have some people who are partners but maybe then decide to move something else and should not be part of the program anymore so mm-hmm. you know it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult one but overall like we're happy with the direction but we're still thinking of ways where we could actually give more from the pro- program to um, you know to actually to the partners themselves
0: Yeah, because there's one point that Woody uh-huh. raised again shout out to our, our, our friend Woody on on his uh on one of his videos actually, where he said that partners could be potentially a really good resource to test Gwent before, before a release of a patch or an expansion. Like we know yeah. there is always a closed PDR before an expansion. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's any kind of secret. People always see uh partners playing an unreleased game, so they know what's going yeah. on. Um. But do you do you think that partners could be looked uh? could be a potentially a resource that you could guys uh, you guys could use in the future when developing the game? Or or I, what is exactly the role of the program as, as you see it? I mean, for sure, like when we had the initial
1: idea for a program is just to pretty much just to give, like I said, give back more to the community and kind of thank them in a way and legitimize them in some way that they are part of uh, a program that is kind of, some. there's something bigger to the whole thing. So it's not just, Hey, we're streaming, so yeah, cool, you guys are streaming, but how can we kind of legitimize you and give back more to you um, and kind of also have you part of the development thing? Um, it's, of course, cool to have um, these uh, players part of the PTR, but what I've kind of seen like from the recent PTR we had, there were some things that were kind of leaking out in a controlled way uh from the ptr himself itself so i wasn't really happy with that 100 because there were things like flying around uh on discords and stuff like that so you kind of see people yeah. um you know we have a whole reveal program and for me like spoil like spoilers in a controlled way is really really nice but i don't like doing uh spoilers where we kind of get you into this inner circle we're like hey we want to share our work with you and we want your feedback on the ptr so we can make the game better for other players so what we ask from you is not to leak anything from this ptr because it's under nda and you shouldn't um and then we see stuff kind of roaming around the internet and we're trying to check who pretty much leaked that stuff Mm -hmm. so it has plus sides and its downsides for sure um but we'll see we'll see kind of how we proceed with that but what i want like specifically for partners is kind of uh give more cool things to them to kind of thank them for a sticking with the game and b um for you know for continuous like support and streaming and putting into a lot of work to promote the game for us pretty much because that's what they're doing yeah Yeah.
0: and that actually links to what you just said that's because for me as a partner it's really hard to imagine that somebody who cares about the game and who's playing the game on a regular basis could partake in a PDR and then just leak the info onto a discord or a third party website so this is basically what you said that you in a in a way in the future you will have to review who is part of the program because yeah. can, of course i can we, we cannot know for sure we are this is like really hard to figure out who who leak the stuff but I think that it, it has to be somebody who maybe played Gwen at some point and then moved on. And for him there is, or for her there is, like no consequences, of of, yeah. of, of leaking the stuff to, onto some third party website.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's just not cool. Like against the super, uh, like against the super <laughs> awesome community that we have. So um, yeah, those things should not be done.
0: Yeah, because you are like what, your work and to to a certain degree also the partners and Mateusha, you are Mm -hmm. slowly building up the excitement for the expansion like you're slowly revealing stuff so that everyone gets more and i love that and and that's that's a huge part of every expansion so to reveal some like uh, nearly all of the information at once that's 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 a really yeah that's that's really not cool That
1: sucks, and it uh, devaluates all the hard work that people are doing. And what I like about card games itself is I always love spoiler season. And um, like you guys probably know, I've been very vocal about, I'm a very big um, MTG fan. So whenever they have a new expansion, I'm just like seeing all the spoilers daily and kind of seeing what cars they're introducing and who is introducing them, what ways they're doing it. So Mm -hmm. when we wanted to do our own reveals, I took a lot of ideas from what MTG was doing. And I was like, oh, I really want to like drive the reveals for the expansions that we'll be doing so i was instantly like guys if we ever do reveals i want totally in on that so it was a passion project for me and i love the slow hype of you know doing like a hey, one card per day and, and another card comes from someone else and then we have uh, you know another partner revealing a card that is from china or from korea or from then from italy spain mm-hmm. like from all over the world and the community kind of looking for these things, eating all that stuff up and kind of like sharing it, having discussions about it. I mean, that's the that's the fun, fun part of every card game. And I think, um yeah, this is like what always drew me to the whole thing because you, you, you're kind of like sitting there and predicting like, will this be played? Will this be OP? Yeah, well, how will this work in the meta? Will the meta change? But I don't know the other cards. So maybe there are other cards that synergize with this card. And it's like, there's so many questions that pop to your mind at once. It's really, really cool because you're you're constantly thinking like what to do, how to do, and it's it's just fun, it's crazy. So
0: yeah,
3: it's
1: no
0: crazy. one should, could be
1: like ruining that fun for anyone else.
0: I think it's something that a lot of players are looking forward to, especially those who are making the decks themselves. They're like, okay, there's this new card, how is it going to work? Back to the drawing board. Just just really writing down all the possible scenarios of how this card could be utilized when the expansion drops. And so this, this is the beauty of it. Yeah, it's the fun part of it
2: and i think people are also like looking forward every day for like four new cards it's like yeah. Really great uh, yeah i'm checking really yeah. every morning yeah. yeah
1: because maybe maybe ah. maybe
0: somebody from north america has just leaked the cards yeah i, I do yeah. the same thing
1: like i i check in the morning but i also check like during the day i pretty much check my twitter feed even more whenever we have leak season just to see like who is doing what and kind of what they're what they're um leaking and kind of it's it's cool it's cool to share the, the love and kind of share the leaks with everybody else and kind of have the whole community Bye. like oh i'm excited for this check this out and it's it's fun it's fun and i think it like having these um reveals like brings the community even more together and because it's like one person posts something and then another person from the community that's very active on social media posts that and then another person posts that and then gwen posts that and then i post that and kind of gets also what I like about it is it gets more attention to um the partners and people who are part of the program, so it gets more people coming their way, which makes whatever they're doing if they're streaming if they're creating other type of content it gets you know more followers going their way and stuff like that, so it's all kind of you know it's really really good for the community itself
0: oh definitely like it, it actually creates the community on its own, yeah, yeah I because, agree because because. You can see that when people review cards and they they produce youtube content or, or 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 stream on twitch and then all of a sudden there are people who are coming to the channel and saying hey i saw your review uh so i thought i'm gonna check out your channel
1: yeah exactly so, so people like... just
0: get connected through through the reviews as well
1: exactly um, and that's the whole point of the whole thing
0: so yeah that's the expansion like, i'm super happy about the expansion about everything that comes with it about even though i don't play an i'm still happy about the relevant skin and yeah, yeah. There's, there's a question we have to ask and, forgive me my language, fucking 20-point Shani. Is it coming back to wait? <laughs> <laughs> there might
1: be something like that happening. There might
0: be, there might be. I don't
1: know. I don't want to spoil everything here, so... But I don't know, we'll
0: I was threatened that if I don't ask this, they will come for me.
1: <laughs> so I had to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Content 18 okay, plus, if you like, 20.
1: close your close, ears. 20 point shiny. Uh, yeah. Those were the
2: days. Oh. But there, there is one more question there for, uh, about the expansion. Like, people in chat are asking if, the, if they will add armor to uh, old cards, like current existing cards, not only cards from the expansion.
0: Good question. Huh.
1: That's an interesting one. We'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll see. There are there are some there are some changes to existing cards. I know there are a couple changes to Nilfgaard and a little bit to Syndicate. Uh, not really a lot to Northern Realms itself. So I don't think you'll be seeing a very very big shift and a lot of cards getting armor instantly. So I wouldn't count on that one for sure. Um, but we'll see. Like it's it's very hard to add new cards uh, to existing card pool and then start working on cards we already have there and trying to mix all these things and kind of seeing how the meta will shape because it's just, um, it's just too much at the same time. So I think well, we've learned from our experiences that it's not good to do multiple things at once, but kind mm-hmm. of stick to introducing new things and kind of seeing how they live in these Ecosystem and how people take these things and how they um, And how they kind of think about oh, let's break this into something else. Let's let's, let's try to break the meta into something crazy So we'll see we'll see yeah.
0: speaking about the concepts that have been recently added to the game Dual faction cards. Yeah, a lot of people love them <laughs> Yeah, true Yeah, I was hoping for something more than true
1: <laughs> uh, nothing with this expansion for sure. Nothing okay, so dual- we don't
0: get any dual faction cards this expansion.
1: No, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay.
0: yeah. Let's let's keep it on the down
1: low. I mean, getting crazy with, uh, with faction <laughs> stuff. I think uh either people like them or they don't like them. It's a, it's a, it's 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 a mix in between here, but also difficult to design. And we also had just a little bit of cards kind of come in that were dual faction and would work both ways, but some of them were like. Like, uh, Novigrad Injustice, for example, they, they became a staple, right? So, hmm, we'll see. Yeah, because it's, it's an holds. amazing
0: tool to add some more lore to the game. We're talking about yeah. the podcast, about fryhat units, potentially. Like if you really wanted to be lore-friendly, that these units could be played in Novigrad, regardless of their <laughs> abilities completely being not synergized with the faction. But yeah, it's it's a cool it's a, it's a cool tool. Like some as somebody who really cares about the lore, I, I think it's 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 an amazing uh, addition to the game. But yeah, as you said, we'll have to see how it how it plays yeah. out. And I'm I'm am re- really hoping for some more cards in the next expansion. Then we'll and see. Speaking speaking of big announcements, Gwent on mobile. Oh yeah, that's that's big.
1: Yeah. Almost, almost as big as Witcher Three on Switch,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. Almost, almost. Um, as an Android boy, I have to ask: Why iOS first, and ah, what kind of market an are Android. you actually targeting with the with the release on mobile?
1: That's an easy one, um, because it's a lot easier to develop anything on Apple devices because everything is very easily standardized, and it's and and the platform that they give you when it comes to uh, developing on it. It's very, very straightforward. And um, with Android, you have multiple devices with multiple uh, softwares and a mix of everything. And you need to take into account that you need to make the game as accessible as it should so a lot of people can actually uh, play the game itself so with ios it's a lot much easier to start with that and then move on to android like you probably saw like jason showed his android pocket and his ios pocket uh doing a flex uh so um, so pretty much you can you, you guys know that it's already in development and the plan is to have it early sometime uh next year so i mean it's, it's, it's also important for us to have it on Android because we want everybody to have access to it.
0: But um, what is your tar- uh, market target? Are you targeting a specific market or just?
1: It's a mix. It's a mix with this type of push that we'll be doing. It's a mix of players who play mobile games, which is like, there's there's a whole different market there. There's uh, another target, which is players who enjoy strategy games in some way because Gwent really takes a lot of strategy. And of course, there are the, you know, there are players who are into CCGs, and they're a separate market themselves but all of these markets are totally different and you have to uh, cater to them in a different way. So you need to get them hooked in a different way to kind of check out the game and actually play it. So uh, we're pretty much splitting that to these three markets that we really want to market the game to.
0: <clears throat> and uh, geographically speaking because a lot of uh members of the community have been saying oh asia is a really big market for it mobile is. games yeah i think so too
1: yeah yeah it's for sure it's a target for us um like you guys know we have uh marketing community and pr people located in uh in china relocated and um south korea located in japan so i mean come on those are the markets that will be for sure uh Mm -hmm. marketing heavily and of course still sticking to the markets that we normally uh advertise to so keeping stuff uh rolling in in europe but also moving on to overseas to the states because yeah it's also a big market and i mean you know the, the the famous meme. I mean, you guys you guys have phones. I mean, I mean everybody <laughs> has a phone nowadays and 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 uses it. So what, was that your bet? Yeah, it yes, was, that, right? that, it, it is. Yes, yes. Your is my um, is my background. The the the, the one that's chilling. <laughs> 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 Good um, choice.
0: I think the next question actually comes from Villa, if I'm not mistaken. Is mobile <laughs> gonna influence other projects?
1: Um, it already is kind of influencing uh, anything that we have on the Gwent side, pretty much. So it already has influence uh, to kind of move over like some plans. Like we had some different plans when it comes to Gwent and the development process, like I said, and how we're going to allocate time to things. So we kind of. Uh, move things around to focus more on mobile so that is already getting like big um, you know big attention from the whole team but when it comes to other like bigger projects that the whole studio is part of uh, you have to remember that the Gwent team is to- a totally separate uh, team working just on Gwent they don't work on other projects so their time everything they do is fully allocated to the game itself and while other teams are working on other projects so simple as that.
0: <laughs> um, Villa, since that question was actually yours, I would like to hear your input on the mobile. Mobile, Gwen, how do you see it?
3: I mean, honestly, I think yeah, there's reason to be excited for mobile, Gwen. Like I said, maybe a teeny tiny bit worried about how it's gonna influence uh, fu- future balancing of the game, course and whatnot. So, um, but honestly, other than that, I'm actually. Quite happy and excited about it, uh, especially when it comes to since I'm an Android owner myself. So,
0: yeah, we were actually talking about that on uh, the previous podcast. Is that mobile has really massive potential to influence Twitch because uh, if you look at the stats and I, I like numbers, like you see that Gwent has in a way reached its 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 stable size on Twitch. And then we have the tournaments, and the tournaments ob- obviously uh, create a huge spike in in, in viewership, uh-huh. which is something we all love as as streamers. We want to have, have more people uh, flocking in, and and just create some more uh, atmosphere around the game. And I think the mobile mobile could be huge for 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 the streamers.
1: In a way, yes, but I think like if you're streaming, you want to be streaming in a contr- very controlled environment, and you feel I feel like your normal like desktop PC with OBS and all that stuff is, is a lot more stable streaming platform than you would have a phone. I kind of see it like um, that was in the WhatsApp uh-uh. Woody What's podcast that kind of people will kind of use the mobile platform as a place to test decks as a place to build decks when they're on the commute where they are on the go um where you, you're pretty much you know you're on the subway you don't know if you'll break if, if the connection will be stable like we're pretty much uh, what we're doing right now amongst the, the the development team like we have the test fly version of of on ios on our phones so we're pretty much doing these tests is like, oh, I commuted to work by subway today and I didn't have a disconnect. And the other guy's like, well, I, I, I drove me to work and I was sitting and I was playing the game also didn't disconnect. And we're like, oh, the other guy's like, oh, I was on a train and it didn't disconnect. So, so we're kind of like doing these things to kind of check how the reconnect function is working and if it's if it's good and if it's, uh, it's going to be stable and stuff like that. But we still need to take into account that once we pretty much launch this we have players from all over the world like connecting on on and on different platforms connecting at once uh into queue and you know you know there are people on different servers on different places of the world their connection can go go wrong at any time so um you probably won't see a lot of people playing pro ladder on mobile devices but i uh, i mean the accessibility and the ability to just to take, I mean, the game looks incredible on iPad. So taking it on an iPad, sitting down on a couch and playing a couple games where you know you have good Wi-Fi in the house is, I mean, nothing can go wrong with that. <clears throat>
0: um, BJ, do you have, actually have some viewer questions about the mobile?
2: Yeah, I mean, there was actually a question, not about mobile, and yeah, no, no, not many questions about mobile, but there was actually a question on. Um, I would like to ask Reddit. Mm. Yeah, because mm. we we made a Reddit thread. So um is boeing pre-order the only way to get Reddit. Radov- um but Reddit is not part of the pre-order. His uh, skin, one of his skins. Yeah, is. the skin, right? Yeah. yeah
1: there, I think that's As far as I know, there will be multiple skins for Reddit.
0: Okay, so cool. now you will, you will not okay. see is only the one. Freshest <laughs> of leaks. Yeah.
1: So you'll probably see more ratty daddy
0: (laughs) and speaking of skins i I think it has nothing nothing to do with mobile but i kind of thought okay we can ask uh the versus screen and the 3d leaders Mm -hmm. you said we are working on that Uh, can we're working on it can we expect any any leaks in the near future or just Um, when the expansion drops well
1: we'll see probably something i don't know if will happen as soon as this expansion because we're working i've seen the team like working heavily now on some of the models themselves uh like uh, the very very anticipated change to harold the cripple not holding a shield um so i told the guys like guys we need to fix this like we have in our in his uh, description that the guy never had a shield so everybody's like, okay, we'll just give them another sword. I'm like, cool, works for me. Let's get it done. <laughs> the community will, will be happy. The guys are like, okay, <laughs> we'll just need some time because it takes a lot of modeling. I'm like, cool, but let's just get it done when you guys have a second. Cool. And, you know, it's out there. It's happening. Um, so we will be reworking the models themselves, uh, putting better textures on them. And since now we're not under the pressure where we need to create a lot more models and a lot more ability to go all together. And I know people are saying Arcus Queen, too. That's also uh, on the table. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, these things are things we need to make better, and we also need to work on how the screens kind of enter and how it looks. Um, but, yeah, there is an overall idea how to make that a lot better. So, yeah. Also, if you, like, guys, like, want to see, like, the latest... Um, you can, can probably see that like the latest uh, mobile version of um of the thing on ios is like you have the animated right of it here Ooh, that's, um, that's, nice. a, that's a loading nice screen thing. so yeah, yeah we're, really, really we're working nice. with like different stuff to kind of to play around and have fun with it mm-hmm. so um yeah like i said there are cool cool ideas for it and that's the way to go <clears throat> just uh,
0: to like, briefly expand on the topic before we move to the uh, to the next segment because use i'm not sure if it was actually you or somebody else from the team but somebody said that this move to unbind skins from abilities mm-hmm. allows you to print leader cards Cards that, for example gold cards with the former leaders on them like you could have an Emu mm-hmm. card or a Radovid card or a faultless card is that-
1: that's a cool idea i think i heard that's it a cool from, idea i heard
0: it from you guys you
1: heard it from us.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty Lottie. sure. I'm, I'm pretty I, sure. I heard
1: it. I heard it from the community for like people saying, "Oh, it would be a cool idea to bring them out as, as gold cards." Like we'll see. Like it, we like to keep the art that we have uh, in the game and utilize it in different ways and still have it part of the game itself. So I'm not saying no. I'm also not saying yes. So it depends on the guys like what they want to do and how they want to in- reintroduce these cards. If they want to reintroduce them as, as as separate cards, gold cards in the game, that would be really cool. I think.
2: So, speaking uh, yeah, no head Speaking of uh, of uh, versus screen, there was also the Ray eighty nine. He he asked also a question about it. Like, um, would it be possible in the future to switch manually to older version of versus screen, which is leader cards?
1: Uh, actually,
2: no. Like I Jason is very
1: very like um, focused on having the ability to have um, sh- us. To kind of showcase the models a little bit more because a lot of work goes into those and to modeling the the characters and kind of doing all that so it'd be cool to give them a little bit more light but also this is like the first iteration we did with it so it would be really cool to kind of bring them you know bring it back and do a little bit more and i think um i was talking to some people um that It was really cool to do the introduction of leaders as 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 physical leaders on the board instead of just having them as cards, um, because it, it draws your attention a little bit more because you actually get to see the character. So if we can work on those models and make them better, add mm-hmm. more textures on them, and polish that stuff, then I think it will only get better from from moving forward.
0: Okay. Uh, Bj, touch on the topic of um, older features, and I have to ask this: Beta Gwent music when? Uh, that's a
1: that's a question that i asked very quickly to our audio team and they said that there are some technical limitations as to redoing that music in a certain way so they are more keen on um, adding new music instead of trying to redesign that music to go and work with um, with the current like vfx and stuff like that so that's what they told me so i was like okay if you guys have a long explanation why you should be doing something different than that. And I'm I'm okay with that. Simple.
0: It is simple. Moving on to the next segment. And that's the one that I'm probably the most excited about. And that's your personal journey as the community manager. Because we don't really get to hear that part of the story. You're always leaking. You are always uh, telling us what's coming next or how certain decisions have been made. But we really want to hear about your personal experience. And I think I'm going to give this segment to BJ because uh, this idea originally came from him. (laughs) Thank you.
2: First question was, uh, how did it start? Uh, Did you imagine doing this for so long? Uh, Man,
1: I totally did not, you know imagine this happening ever ever and it's funny that you asked this question because uh the week just before challenger um when we were working on um you know working on getting thing everything ready Mm -hmm. we're working like a lot it was like very stressful to get everything on time with the reveal with getting the trailer out with preparing the first cards with all the preparations for you know all the social posts and you know everything to be to be ready and stuff like that um i got invited to a room where people were like hey you've been working so hard we'll be promoting you to senior community manager i was like what senior already <laughs> and it was overwhelming and it was crazy and you know and uh, it was it was crazy like getting promoted um in the midst of all this thing things happening and all this all this like good stuff happening Um, you know, it was, it was just amazing and super overwhelming. And I remember like whenever someone gets, um, promoted in our company, an email is sent to like to out. The whole team, and then people start, you know, congratulating you. And I got so many emails from so oh, many wow. people. It was, it was so heartwarming. It was so overwhelming. I was like, oh my god, guys, oh my god, <laughs> I'm gonna cry here. And 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 to go back, I joined the company four years ago, and it was uh, September 1st when I first joined. So it was all kind of, you know, it was all it was all part of this big. It seemed like all of this was planned, Um, where I joined as a community assistant after the launch of uh, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, uh, before the launch of the expansions. And, you know, I just came into the company very excited, but having not a lot of um, experience on the community side because I didn't have that experience. I had some social media experience and some marketing experience and writing and stuff like that, which I had from before. Um, so I did not have any huge expectations. I was just excited to work with the team that created The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, which I was like hooked on. Like, I was hooked on The Witcher because it's a book that you get to read all the way back in high school for the first time and my dad was always very big into fantasy so he would drop me the next books and i would read them and i would really get into the story and then i played the first game um you know witcher one and then i played witcher two and i liked it even more and then i saw the promotional stuff for three and i was like I saw the trailers, I was like, holy shit, this is like blowing my mind right now. <laughs> and then I get to join the company, and um, I didn't even have a PC at that time, oh, uh, which wow. I do now. So I bought a PS4, <laughs> day one, for the release with The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. I played it like crazy. I remember uh, getting a bug just before patch 1 where you would go to Kaer and Lambert he would fall into the ground and you couldn't interact with him and you couldn't progress with the quest for the battle of Kaer so I was like shit I can't play the game so I went on the forum I started typing like guys when this is gonna be fixed I cannot I cannot move on with the quest (laughs) and I remember community manager Marcin Momot who uh was my lead for a long time uh replied to me and i was like wow someone actually replied to me these 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 guys are very community oriented and a couple weeks later after i did that post there was an opening um advertised on facebook and they were like you know um you know if you want to become if you want to be part of the community team send us you know your cv and stuff like that so i applied i went through the recruitment process which i remember was very like long and professional because you had um, a test that consisted of, of like three steps that you need to do. Um, some examples of how you would communicate things, like a communication plan that would go out throughout a couple of weeks to communicate an expansion, I think, or, or just to communicate the game, um, and all these things. And I did them. And I had my first meeting, and that's when I met Marchi, who actually replied to me on the forum thread. So I was like, dude, you replied to my stuff. That was really awesome um normally when i'm contacting any type of company i get pretty much the door is hit in my face and nobody will talk to me and i'm just sitting there sat in a corner or i have to talk with tech support who feels like it's a robot while here a dude just came out and said like yeah we're working on a fix there should be a patch in the next week and the patch came when he said it would so it was like wow easy um so i learned a lot from him I learned about how the community functions, about what you should say, what you should not say, how you should interact with people. And looking at my journey throughout the years was crazy because then we started working on, like we did the expansions, which I was part of. And I was learning a lot at that time. Our community team was growing a lot and there were more people being added. And we now have a global community team, which I'm part of. And whenever they come, like all of them, most of them work remotely, and when they come to the studio, ah, uh, it's like you know, it's like family coming home for dinner. It's like you see everybody come, and you and in- I interact with them daily. But once they're here, it's just amazing. And this team has grown so much, and people already treat me like I've been there for such a long time, while well, it's only been four years. And and yeah, once we started working on Gwent, I was I was the card game geek there, so I was like, hey, anything we do with Gwen, I want to be part of it. And I instantly like, got into that and people saw that I was passionate about it. So they kind of pushed me to that way. And it's funny because even when uh, we meet as a whole community team, the guys are discussing like weekly plans and monthly plans and contests uh, dedicated to Cyberpunk. And I always make these jokes, like, or like, yeah, we'll 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 do this big promotion, and we're like, we'll we'll add this here. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Remember, guys, when you're doing that, you know, it's very important that you add a little bit of Gwen somewhere, so you can (laughs) get more players our way. So I'm kind of like the guy that's always pushing Gwen out there in the corner, and everybody makes one (laughs) of those jokes. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been it's been wild, and I didn't I would never think that when i joined the company that i would be like a very important central part of Gwent. and i still get you know, people come to me like, "Oh man, you're 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 the face of the game." I'm like, "Nah, guys, come on, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. Oh. <laughs> it's like I always I always played that down. I'm like, "Nah, nah, nah, nah." I'm like, "It's it's uh, nah, it's okay, yeah, it's, it, like, it,
0: nah, it's okay." But please, just compliments no my way.
1: <laughs> I'm just a normal guy. I'm just a normal guy. I work with you all. I'm like, I'm just doing my stuff. I love the community. I love, um, of course, I make some mistakes. Like <clears throat> uh, DJ DJ being the most leader <laughs> on Twitter. I remember, I it's like. <sighs> And it's also funny because I make the most easiest mistakes. And it's funny because I, amongst other community people, I do when you, when we have new people joining the company, we have onboarding for them where we talk about different things. And we talk about like how you should interact online and that you might get people coming to you asking questions and that you should not answer all these questions that you're, you're, you're getting and, And there's very one important one that's like when you feel like you're angry or you're or or you shouldn't post something and you have second thoughts about posting things usually means you should not post them and i remember me sitting there like writing that dj tweet i'm like ah this is gonna be good but I was like wait they might take it the wrong way (laughs) no it'll be it'll be fine it's like i see all these people complaining and i look at the stats i'm like i'll just send it and i said and i was like And i saw the backlash i was like dude you are so Uh, dumb you are so dumb you should not do that so so how do you deal with it right uh i deal with it pretty well like i i try to um keep like i keep my life like my personal bubble like to myself and i try Mm -hmm. not to work not to influence it but you will get to a point where the work stuff will influence the way you feel daily. So uh, for me, it's always good to find, um, you know, it's to find a, an outlet for you. And for me, the outlet is either going out for a run, going out for a bike ride or, or anything that is, you know, any type of like physical activity. It's pretty much my outlet. And I will feel good after that. I will come back and I'll be like, okay, it's fine. And of course it's, it's thinking how to make things better. It's like, how to improve the communication, how to uh, play some stuff down, or maybe commit to a mistake or say that you're wrong, because it's nothing wrong to say, you know, uh, okay, I made a mistake or. Yeah, talking about, you know, DJ, the way he is, where that wasn't the problem. There were other problems that kind of tied into that. So it doesn't matter if he's the fourth most placed leader. There are other things that should be taken into account. And and, and you should think about that before you're posting things. So, you know, you learn from these things. Like we, as humans, we make mistakes. It's totally normal. And I think that's what makes us human. We take these mistakes, we learn from them, and we move on.
0: Yeah, and... my, my question will be because BJ asked how do you deal with making mistakes and stuff like that. My my question will be when you joined and when you first saw like a public outcry about something you said, how did you feel about that? Because internet is a very cruel place. Like recently, I've been talking to Ace of Place, and um, he made like a really cool uh, and, and, and mimi uh, assimilate deck. And like the first comment was, "Dude, your deck is trash. Just play a Tridents deck." <laughs> 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 I, was, I was wondering how do you deal with situations like that when you drop something very exciting and people are like this is shit yeah
1: uh you, you don't you don't i mean you don't take it you can't take it to yourself i mean if i was taken and t- all the other all things to myself i would probably go crazy like i remember um last year when i was uh you know you know cycling a lot and and people were commenting on my weight or that oh he lost so much weight or he's not eating well or oh, something wrong something is sick yeah. he's sick or all that stuff and and it gets to you and i mean you don't you you're like don't think about it but it gets to you i'm like guys i'm just riding you know i'm just riding my bike a lot um and, and it's totally fine and then i see still comments like popping up on every video i was like oh he he looks he looks a lot better it looks like he's being fed right now um you, you know every everything's fine so you kind of i mean you will get these comments as being a public facing figure mm-hmm. and i think yeah. you will not get away from this and and it's nice that people care about me and i like it but sometimes people go into very very hurt, hurtful things i mean um i know that there are people in the community who will get a lot of shit for some things while they 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 shouldn't um but you need to think about that that there's a lot of love there and there's a lot of positivity there but there you will have also people who will go out for the negativity because it's it's the internet that's how it's built you can't have everybody being happy positive and great and that we love you we love this although we as a company like trust me we get so much uh good love from from the community that it's crazy like people just always say like oh cdpr they're, they're, they're the best in the industry they're awesome and um since i joined the company i've been getting like emails that get um sent to our reception And it's emails from people talking about how much they love, you know, they love The Witcher, how much it has helped them through their life or like people who are going through very tough things uh, in their life and how gaming has helped them and how they support us, how they love us. Um, We also get, of course, negative stuff because um, there there are some controversies over the decisions that we make and stuff like that. So you will also get those. But, I mean, it's really it's really you need to find kind of a balance in between these things. Like you need, you cannot take everything to yourself. And especially when you go on places like Reddit, well, I mean, you cannot yeah. get into those. Cause some people like, like, they are—they're are, they're just trolling, or yeah. they're just being negative. But they're being negative because something has influenced them in that way. So you need to think about that stuff. So, you, it, like having kind of a good distance from it and not taking it to yourself, I think is is, is, the, is the best recipe. And I think every community manager learns that that you cannot take things like deliberately all the time. And
0: yeah. um, speaking about being. Uh, be being the face of the company because in a way you are the face of the company. You are just a messenger, and people I'm a messenger. Often, and people often shoot at you for no reason. <laughs> Do you get recognized in the streets?
1: Uh, it happens. Yes, happens. It's it's, it's oh. interesting. Um, yeah. Those are funny ones because um, sometimes I'm I'm just like uh, riding the subway back uh, from work or something or coming. I was like coming back from uh, from like a party, like 11 p.m. in the subway. I was just like thinking about like oh, I just want to go to sleep, and I see someone uh, looking at me, and I look over, and that and that person is like hello. And he's like waving to me. I'm like hi. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa. and then he sits down. Like oh you're probably really oh my god i'm such a big great fan and i love the witcher and like and he sits down and we start talking for an hour on the on the ride oh. and it's really you know it's, it's really 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 cool um weird ones where like i went to a concert uh this summer and i was sitting uh sitting there i was like on my phone and uh replying to some stuff and I get like a, a message on, on Facebook that someone wants to message you. You get like a notification because that mm-hmm. person's on your friends. It's like, oh my God, I see you. It's like uh, this, roll this, seat that. Is that uh... really you? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> it's, it's, these, are, these are funny, funny things, uh, but that's, that's uh, so... it's, 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 it's interesting though. Cause I, I've never been used to that. Mm-hmm. So people kind of come up to you and, and do those things and yeah it's really cool because um when you have like uh yeah, it's, it's like someone comment is kind of creepy in some way too yeah. um but the interesting ones is like people whenever i i'm when we interact online and we get to like meet them in person it's like oh my god you're this person that's really cool like i've seen you in chat i like i've seen you tweeting and stuff like that it's really cool to actually meet you in person it's very like wow this like this community and these people you know they they, they all have a face and it's you know and it's crazy and then uh the, the number one comment that i get is like man you're a lot taller than i thought it's like okay oh. thank you
2: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's, fun. Uh, it's fun speaking yeah, of uh, creepy any uh, love letters over the oh, years? Yeah. oh yeah 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 oh, there me. were some there some creepy,
2: creepy stalker girls yes <laughs> <laughs> Speaking yeah. about your journey, what was your most memorable moment? Most memorable moment. Wow. Um I think the
1: most memorable thing was actually um going to my first Gamescom with Gwent. I think that was like the the, the biggest thing for me cuz uh, you actually go out and you get to see like all these people in line and you get to talk to them and interact with them. And then you're like, Oh, you're this person or you're this person. They're like, Oh, I love your work. I love your streams. I love the content you're creating. And like if I look at the beginning, like the content we were creating and the first streams we did, I mean, that stuff was whack and it wasn't really nice to watch. <laughs> it was very unprofessional and we were like, <laughs> me and Luigi were like sitting there kind of like, uh, well, we're talking to the camera like this, uh, you know, incredible cards and we were kind of like all <laughs> over the place um and you know and 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 you look at that and it's like it's it's, it's, a, it's a very you know it's a very humble start and it's a very interesting start but then you know you you're kind of going out to the community and getting to interact with them is like wow this is this is incredible and and, and you get to see kind of this whole thing being you know the born around the game and i always like the concept of community as itself like we are you know we are people who are connected by the same love we're connected for the love of the game. And this is our number one, you know, whenever we came up and talk was like, it's our, it's, it's a connection that we have straight away. Like you, you sometimes meet a person and you don't know what they're into. And based on, you know, talking a little bit with that person, you kind of get to know like what they're into, what they're interested in. And, you know, it takes a lot of time, but with here, um as a as you know being connected by gwen was like oh you know we can talk we can easily head off and talk about everything and um recently like i think in the summertime around may i think uh we had a community meetup in berlin in the office and I remember sitting with Morcus and uh, some of the other uh, community members at 4 a.m. in the morning talking about Gwen Meta from uh, closed beta all the way to where we are now. So we we're talking about all the broken things that happened in between. And it's just it's just incredible if you think about it, because it feels like it was yesterday. But it's been so many years and the game is being developed and changing so much that, you know, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, cool speaking man.
0: about that, Axeman Frost, I still get nightmares.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, we talked about that one too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or or about like very early close beta, Hensel that used to promote everything to gold, oh, God. or weather oh, that would reset, reset everything to one. It's like well, those were things back in the day,
0: and we asked, no way. and and no unit square tell that was like super popular at some point. Oh in yes, area.
1: yes, that broken thing. Ugh.
0: and then midwinter dwarfs. Oh my god. Oh
1: god, yeah, yeah. All those things we went through, pretty much, and then we were like ah uh,
0: days. Rem- <laughs> uh, silent partner villa. Maybe you have a question about <laughs> Bujas work. Bujas work, not Búrza. Buja, Buja. Remember why it's, it's Buja.
3: We practice. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we actually uh,
0: practice. Uh, like, I'm
3: not joking. <laughs> 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 I'm interested to know how much influence you actually have in game design or game design in general. On on game design
1: itself, I try not to have much input into that. Uh, I know that we have a design team that is fully capable of doing that, and they also have uh, Jason who is coming up with his wild, crazy ideas um so we pretty much uh i as a community person try not to you know influence that but i would go to them and say like hey guys i think that you know this um you know isn't working apparently too well or i would think that maybe we should kind of update it in somewhere or change this ability or kind of nerf it a little bit And they always get into a discussion with me what they think and we always compare like what the community sentiment is and what um, they're thinking and kind of if we can find like a balance in between all those things. So what I kind of try to have bigger influence over is stuff that is more connected to quality of life or things that are not working as community members would want them to work. So I pretty much learned how to set up like tasks for leads in our JIRA system. So whenever I see something that is cool, I would pretty much uh, put it in, into their kind of workflow. So they are pretty much aware of it. So I have some influence, but I try to play my cards in a very smart way, not not spam the with all the ideas. But um, if there are some like cool ideas or some quality of life things where people kind of thought about, hey, maybe it would be cool to, like we were even talking about the leader models, like to fix the models so they portray things better, or to have a seasonal mode that, like for example, the seasonal mode that we had, the Blitz mode, where you had a very short uh, eight seconds to play a card, that came from the community, and I pretty much took that idea, uh, put it as a task, is like added it to one of the patches that we have uh, lined up in the future. I was like, guys, whenever you have the time, let's try it. Let's implement it and see if people like it. And if they actually like it, it maybe can later become a mode, right? So, I mean easily all these things that can be done like let's let's do them and why why not but uh when it comes to like overall card design itself i'm not a designer so i will not tell them what to do
0: <laughs> and have you yeah. ever found yourself um in a situations where you were between the hammer and the hard place like when the community thinks that something is completely broken and the design team thinks it's okay and you kind of um, have to communicate to, to both parties what the other party thinks
1: uh yeah, I've I've had multiple way like multiple occasions where that happened, but I always try to listen to both, uh, to kind of listen to both parties in this case and try to draw a conclusion from it, uh, because sometimes the guys they're like, we just want to wait, we just want to wait, see more data, um, see how the meta shapes, like we don't want to push anything very like too quickly um and i get that like i i i kind of like that approach where you are kind of not jumping into conclusions instantly and implementing changes as we go but we're kind of like well, let's see let's see let's see let's think about it let's see and let's gather more data and then let's think about changes right so i like that kind of approach instead of like because sometimes you know people overreact and especially online they're very easy to overreact about things cuz it's like One person sees something, and then the other person agrees, and then the third person agrees, and then you get the whole kind of thing. You get the ball rolling, and uh, you can really easily see it on forums. You can see it on Reddit. It's like the top most upvoted things are always things that were kind of be like, "This is broken, CDPR, plus, please fix." And boom, instantly, it's like upvote, upvote, upvote. Everybody's like, "Yeah, they do that. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, they do that." But some of them are just doing it for the sake of doing it, and they're like, "Uh, well, I don't, I don't think it's also, I don't think I have an opinion, but I agree what he what he said, so he must be right." So, uh, <laughs> we tried to kind of find a a, a middle ground in between that. Like, uh, we're known for listening to community, but we also got into a point where we were listening to community too much, and we were pretty much designing stuff based off of Reddit. that's that's that's, that's because there was too much influence from the community. Coming into the design team and too much influ- influencing them too much. So we learned from that step is not to build um, the game based off of uh, what people are reading us saying. So yeah. Uh, yeah, this is not a good way to go. But we're learning. Like like I said, I mean, Gwen is a fairly new, um, you know, endeavor for us. It's a multiplayer game. It's a it's something. It's a card game, and it's something that we haven't done before. So. I mean, we're kind of learning a lot from this, as you can probably see, because the game kind of moving from one end to another and a lot of changes being implemented. And to, especially throughout the development process, we've gone through different things in the game and we're learning, we're learning. But I think we're, I can finally say that we're in a very stable place as what well, where we know where we want the game to go and we've have a big baggage of, um, of experience that we got throughout the time that we kind of know how we want to proceed further.
0: Uh, yeah, there's one question that we really want to ask. How, was your, how has been your experience through all the versions of Gwen? Because Gwen has changed so much and there has, have been moments where the community was just praising you and the team above all things and the next day they're like, what the fuck are these guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> how has been your experience being through I mean, all the, the versions of gwent and spe- specifically homecoming because that, i think that was a massive change oh. and a lot of people were very vocal about that
1: yeah i mean homecoming like hit very- uh everybody in the team um i mean we've we've seen people come and go from from the team uh we've seen like the influence that it had on people working on the game where they were very proud of the things that they accomplished in the six months very quickly just to be implemented to the game um there were some things that of course needed improvement and um uh, you know we, we we took that into account but you know everybody was like it was a mix because like i always tell everybody and in our team and when we have big meetings and stuff is like guys please don't read everything and take it to yourself what you read online i mean you will see positivity but you also will see a lot of negative things and it's important to kind of distance yourself from all those things and try not to um have that influence you but I, of course it's easy to say but still you will have people feeling kind of bad because they're like oh i was working on this feature and i loved it and now people say it's ugly, or it's hideous, or it's shit, or I don't like it, or what the hell were they thinking, or are they are they like fucking retarded or something like that? So I mean, you know, it's like it, it hurts, it hurts really bad, and um and uh, yeah, you, you have to like distance yourself from that stuff. I mean, you cannot take it into account. Um, and also, uh, like for me um when i was um you know when homecoming happened i was also going through a lot of like personal stuff on, on my personal level like uh with my life so it was all kind of you know it was all happening at the same time so it was it was a hard one you know to 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 get through but uh thankfully i i had my bikes which which pretty much helped save me from all the negativity mm-hmm. and put wow. in some positivity into all that stuff so we kept on we kept on going and um after all the changes and the changes to game directors that we had and all this stuff happening and you know you know and you get to a point where you are okay this is we're in a good place it's all it's going to get better sometimes you're just trying to tell yourself it's going to get better and it's going to be good but then you see um you go online and you see all the all the all the hate and the negative i don't think it's getting better but you still push and you still you know, persevere to kind of uh, carry out your vision and yeah, you just go for it.
0: Okay. Um, that, 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 that's a lot of information for yeah. us on, on yeah, how your daily cool. work looks yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, BJ, guys, do you have any more questions? Is there anything from the chat? Well, let me see. We got chat chat questions. We got Pavel rolling. We have to use this opportunity, guys. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> a question uh, from Lucy. Uh, He's Randus, drinking and talking. Uh, <laughs> how do you think the new netflix show will affect witcher lore and thus affect what characters gwen plays are familiar with do you think it might hmm. impact future cards? it's just interesting question um
1: we pretty much are looking forward to it but we want to see like what the show will introduce and how it will actually be carried out and how it will influence the the witcher lore overall um but Speaking quite frankly, we're like totally separate companies that do different things and they do their stuff, we do our stuff, and that's it. And we just want to see pretty much um how it's gonna be because I mean for me as a big Witcher fan, uh I just wanna watch it. I just wanna watch it, I yeah, just wanna enjoy it and and I just wanna see like what their vision for it is because it's really cool to see other people's visions about stuff so i think it's going to be good i think it's going to be good uh, i just want to watch it and kind of then build my opinion about it and then see how it influences mm-hmm. us if it does in any way um but i think yeah i think it will have a big big influence being such a big production with uh, having you know uh, awesome like big personalities play there um so we'll see like i'm i'm really excited for for any henry, henry cavill to to play Geralt, although he's an interesting choice because he's 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 quite buff he's quite the buff dude mm-hmm, yeah. um
2: so it'll be it'll be a cool one for sure and um what mechanics or interactions that were previously in the game would you like to see return a question by Dr- uh, I would want uh, old Elven mercenaries to come back
1: when you would play one, and it would look for a special that would let you play another Elven merc, and that will let you play another <laughs> Elven merc, and you could and you could <laughs> hyper thin to eternity. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's the one I want to, to come back. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> the uh, it is really Chicken Chat saying, "God no, yes."
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Scott or Hyperthin, not. Entirely for the sake of hyper thinning, but the Elias combo with with oh, thick yeah. Garold of Rivia I'm oh, a and the horned the wenches. Oh, that was so oh. amazing, guys! Or the old dwarf
1: decks that you would commander's horn multiple times and have a resilience stay. <laughs> See you
0: two hundred and forty-six points, and and, and then yeah. your opponent would drop the old Letho of Gullet. Oh yeah, oh yeah. See ya. Okay,
2: another question uh by new and Nostalgia. Uh how often can we expect new leader skins what's their plan for new abilities? oh uh, there is a couple like leader skins brewing uh in the
1: pipeline but we'll see like we'll see after out of it we'll see how popular his skins are and um how the community will like them and based on that, we'll see kind of when how we should implement other things and kind of keep going. We had some already skins that we started working on but they were not released yet so Mm -hmm. those probably will be touched up and added to the
2: game moving forward. Like uh, exotic skin for Radovid maybe? (laughs) We'll see,
1: we'll (laughs) see. Oh,
0: Radovid Africa. (laughs) Please, make it happen. I mean, you guys know I love a good
2: meme. We'll yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it could be interesting like hey ha- heaveless ha- mama Christmas or or uh, uh like yeah, but with certain um festivities like you can have skins for that. I mean, maybe it's not very Gwen themed. Could be fun. But
0: sp- speaking of that, I really love how certain memes just translate directly into Gwen lingo. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody calls Dijkstra Dijkstra anymore. It's just DJ yeah. DJ, yeah. DJ. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and and you know Twenty points Shani. It's not just shiny. Twenty oh, yeah. points shiny. Rather with Africa. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the yeah. one thing I always... and I'm not. I'm, I'm sure not a lot of people are using that, but I've heard it in a couple of streams, and I'm using it myself. Royal decree being called Royal D. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's my Royal favorite.
1: D. <laughs> uh, those are good. Uh, fifteen question. years in the sewers. <laughs> oh yeah, fifteen years
0: in the sewers. I think Ryan actually posted something. like, Ryan Godrick posted something. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. like, what would you like your girl to whisper to your ear? Fifteen years. 15 <laughs> years, <laughs> years. <laughs> too good. Any more questions, BJ?
2: Yes, yes, yes. By uh, Bing, Bing, Bing. One. Also, will more old beta abilities come? Not to degenerate. Uh,
0: once again, because it cut off. a beta... Will more I... be- oh. b- beta abilities come back? but yeah. not To generate, To degenerate
1: um uh, that's a good question that's a good question that i don't have an answer
2: to be honest okay hmm? maybe Risik. Risik would know Risik the man um how, oh yeah there's no, there another question by raja raja chola i'm not sure if you can answer it but i will try uh, to ask it uh, how is the iron judgment sales going on has it met or exceeded the company expectations um, we're still looking into those.
1: It's, it's a little bit uh, too early to judge based on sales. Um, for sure, we weren't 100% happy with the performance of the um, with the first um, quite expensive uh, pre-order that we had. Um, that's why we decided, based on community feedback, quickly to do another um, pre-order. That would be a little bit m- less pricey, but it will also feature a, the cold card back because we're very proud of that card back. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. It's too early to kind of judge. We will g- have to wait a little bit more and kind of gather more data to to give an honest answer about that.
2: hmm Okay. And uh, like neutrals, like there are a lot of neutral cards like Mandrake, uh, the Witcher Trio. Is is anything going to happen with them in the future?
1: I know that a lot of cards will be getting some updates uh, because the guys constantly look into cards um, that are not seeing much play and they want to like um, rework them. But like I said, it's very hard to do, um, you know, to do kind of reworks at the same time and kind of go back to old cards and kind of know, uh, you know, to kind of, yeah, to kind of, yeah, or like Siri (laughs) Nova, to kind of go back to these cards and kind of redo them at the same time while you're working on something different. So I don't know. So we'll, we'll kind of see because it's a it's a mix of doing multiple things at the same time. And it's like it's always it's always problematic. And I know the guys are always like, yeah. I'm like, guys, you need to fix that. And they're like, oh, we don't want to go back to old stuff again. It's like we want to work on this new cool stuff that we have. <laughs> you know how
2: it is. It's more exciting, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. a Question by Ryan. Uh, will there will there be uh, packs for only cosmetic uh, items? We'll see. Like we want some, we saw some options just for
1: cosmetics. And I know that, of course, uh, players who have been with us since closed beta, they would ideally want only packs that feature, like only packs that feature cosmetics that they don't feature kegs or anything like that. Because, like, ah, we don't need kegs. We can craft everything because we have millions of scraps. (laughs) And I know it makes sense for you, but think about the new players. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. exactly. New Players
2: need them kegs. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, and we need to be kind of uh, catering to to some of those and kind of going that way. But yeah, I get the idea, and I think we also should be focusing more a little bit on um, just having separate stuff that is for, um, like we had the statement recently, like to having some stuff that is mirror eye powder dependent or have some packs which are maybe sold for money, but they only uh, focus on vanities. So we'll be mixing things up there for sure.
0: I think okay, we have time for cool. one more question. So, BJ, search um, for something really, really spicy.
2: Let me see. I mean, this is Seven, our uh, team captain. He has a very spicy question. Let's go. Uh, given that Gwent is not Candy Crushega and has a niche <laughs> audience, did they take into consideration that they might rely too much on mobile being successful? uh we've taken that into account like but um you know we're
1: not like you said like it's a it's a a good statement we're not we're not candy crush saga so we're not gonna be um for everybody let's say because card games are totally not for everybody like i don't see i i see easily my mom playing candy crush on her phone but i do not see my mom playing gwen on her phone um so we're taking that into into account of course and we will pretty much have to wait and see like i mean in in anything that you do in this case you need to take a little bit of risk and 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 see if this risk will pay off or if it won't pay off but we're we're very hopeful when it comes to to having the game on on mobile devices because i i feel like card games should give you the possibility to have them on the go and have an option to play the game while you're on your couch and you're i don't know you're Chilling, watching youtube or you're watching netflix and you're you're like oh this show is boring or you're sitting with your girlfriend and you're watching a show that she's really into but you're kind of sitting there like oh man i wish i could be doing something different and you're like you pull out your phone and you're like oh i'll be i'll be you know i'll be playing a little bit And she's like oh you're not you're not paying attention i'm like i'm totally paying attention you know multitasking here um so yeah i mean hopefully if you have something more accessible, it should be easier to play. And I think that uh, for card game players, they like the accessibility um, to, to have the option. And yes, someone someone uh, nicely said, uh, I think it's Juniper Jean in, in, in chat. Buja is single, isn't he? Yes, I am. That's why I make these crazy comments. <laughs> That's why I can do
2: that. Yes. Yeah, but I think we are all very hopeful yeah. about it. Uh yeah the, uh, the
0: release on mobile the, the release on mobile and the, in general the future of gwent with the yeah. future being uh being uh, uh talked about right now buja at the end of the show do you have any other spicy leaks that the thirsty twitch boys have been waiting for no i'm out <laughs> i'm all out <laughs> I'm a lot of
1: good ones uh we had the card so that's, yeah, that, that's that was bad. amazing um apart from that i'm just i'm just excited to 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 move forward and to kind of bring uh, new stuff to the game and yeah um Hopefully, the the most important thing right now is is, is to get the expansion out. And then after that, we're already working on a really cool expansion Uh, of a very nice team to it, which I cannot say much more because I'll spoil it. Um, And then, of course, iOS release will be for us something very, very important. And I'm happy that it's all um, like looking at the whole year and looking at to where we are now. uh, It's been an incredible journey, so I'm excited for it.
0: Babo, you are an absolute hero. It was such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Like, we st- I still can't believe that you are actually here. Which is like, yeah, we're just like easy, okay, Bibo said just ask Busha, easy. And we're like, yeah. Hey, it's only in the second episode. like He's going to say no, easy. We asked him to say, okay, guys, I'm going to be on the show. Let's do it. Yeah.
1: I mean, if anyone is doing any type of content... If- talk to me online on the stream. I mean, like, just hit me up, it's easy. Like, I will do it. I'm, my schedule is, is very, like, you know, it's crazy, it's very uh, packed, but on some weekends, it's easy just to sit down and talk for a couple of hours. I mean, that's it, it's just simple. Just ask, I mean, yeah. you never know.
0: So once again, thanks for being here, and BJ and Villa. as always, uh, it's been a pleasure, even though Villa once again, the silent, Partner in crime. <laughs> it's, Sorry
2: for talking it's my, too much. It's my Finnish roots.
0: It's it's he's just from I'm, Finland.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh
0: yeah, uh, I wanted to ask
2: uh, one question. When are you gonna stream again? No. Oh
1: God, no! I was uh, I was hoping I was gonna dodge that. <laughs> oh i would like to stream more but it's always a problem like on some weekends i could probably do it um it'll be easier now in the winter time because i'll have less uh riding bike time and stuff like that so i will be easier to squeeze it in my schedule and i'll probably won't be training for anything crazy so i see them coming back for sure but uh, we'll see about the cadence of those because yeah streaming is difficult to be honest it's not that easy just and people judge you.
0: marathon stream, easy.
1: <laughs> oh, God. That'd be interesting. <laughs> guys, I'm I'm running. It's kilometer 40. I'm about to die. But hey! I
0: <laughs> mean, <laughs> you just imagine always... people asking about leaks while you're just basically dying, trying to <laughs> yeah. get <it> to the finish. <laughs> it's like, guys, guys. It's like, it's like come on. You got a leak? It's like, probably
1: when I when I'll be like two kilometers before finishing a marathon where you're just trying to get there and you're almost dead inside you would probably people would be like hey leak something you would be you're in such a state that you will be just t- telling them everything you'll be like oh, i just just like i'm so tired i don't care i don't care nothing else matters <laughs> it's just like, i'll tell you everything <laughs> yeah
0: okay guys once again thanks for being here uh Buja, bj and villa um, thank you to, to our viewers to our viewers guys if you want to stay in touch also off stream Follow us on Twitter at Novigrad Podcast. Uh, the whole episode is gonna be, uh, available, uh, on Twitch. Just, just go to my videos and it's gonna be there forever because I actually made the collection. So it's not gonna disappear over time. And if you wanna watch on YouTube, it's gonna be there in a couple of hours. Just tap exclamation mark YouTube. And yeah, guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for being here. I really, really appreciate it. And at the end of the episode, a special shout out to two guys who helped us <sighs> making, uh, this episode happen. And that's Dr. Dennis who really helped us with the question, questions and, and, and the layout and stuff like that. And Watch Flag, who actually helped us um, figuring out how to approach Bush and how to talk to him without any kind of issues uh, possibly <laughs> happening during the podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, guys, once again, thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for being here. And once again, thanks uh, to all our guests. And the next episode is gonna be in two weeks. We don't have a guest yet. We'll have to figure something out. You no, know, maybe 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 Pablo can help us a little bit there. It's we'll yeah, easy. We'll see. Okay, guys. Um yeah, we are gonna raid somebody in a moment, but for for now, once again, thanks for watching. See you thanks guys so well. later. Watch Thank you, you.
3: Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>